Your mom's name is Sarah. <gasps> My mom's name is Sarah, too. I said your mom's name is Sarah. <laughs> oh, yeah. How'd you know that? I'm Bucky, you douchebag. Is that is that how the scene should have gone? Yeah, that's you're going to turn that into one of those videos. <laughs> is, that, is that what I'm going to do? Yeah, we're going to have the actual... The alternate scene? The, the actual conversation between um, Captain America and Bucky. <laughs> what really happened in that scene? <laughs> My mom's name's Sarah, too. <laughs> do you hear that, Chase? Do you hear that? The bells are ringing. You know what the bells mean? No. The bells mean... That might be cool. Welcome back to TNBC. My name is Jason. I'm your host as always, and with me, as almost each and every week, Mr. High Speed Chase. I was gone one week, man. <laughs> and just for the record, um, Matt, I'm not sucking anything. And <laughs> what the freak you got? What, what's your problem with Queen Drake, man? For real. <laughs> My problem? Oh, you mean Matt? Yeah, Matt's no, problem. not you. Matt. He's like, he's like, Chase could suck it. And then he goes later, he's like, oh, Queensryche sucks. I know, right? I'm like, dude, that's Queensryche, bro. That's Empire. Queensryche's awesome. And that album is so good. It's like, it's amazing. It's a freaking, it's like, it's like a movie for your ears. Yeah, it's awesome. So good. I mean, I don't care about the story. I just like. I like the story. I like the songs. I, I listened to that in high school on my senior year. Like my last day. Like, no, it was like, the, like my last couple months in high school. I was always listening to Empire. Really? I love that album. It was a good album, dude. It was my dad's old one. I had it in my camp, uh, my Camaro, T Top, <laughs> Queensryche. It's a boss. It's good stuff, dude. I I really dig like uh, rock operas and and like concept albums, stuff like that. Like I love, I love listening to an album and like kind of like figuring out like the story and all that stuff. Like that's why I like Rush. That's cool. I didn't. I never really noticed that. Really? I mean, I like I like you know songs with meanings, but mm-hmm. I don't. I don't really like uh, what Lincoln Park does that too, where they're like. Yeah. Each one of the blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I don't care. I just like to rock out to it in my Camaro. Sorry. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I, uh, like, like, My Chemical Romance did that with a couple of their albums. Um, I mean, that's cool. Radiohead's done that a bunch. Like, that, I don't know. I they're very it. artistic. Yeah, Pink Floyd did that even. Actually, even the Beatles did that, like, just a little bit, though, with Sgt. Pepper. Because the first and, and last song kind of, like, was the story of this guy. Dude, a lot of, a lot of artists will do that. Oh yeah, they'll have like even Dirty Heads. I listen to Dirty yeah. Heads, and they kind of have like s- stuff like that. Green Day made one of the best rock operas ever with American Idiot. Cool. I mean, nobody it's wants really good to be stuff, an American dude. Idiot. Yeah, no, you gotta you, you follow the story of Saint Jimmy all throughout the album, man. It's good stuff. Cool. <laughs> I only listen to like three songs of Green Day. So. Dude, Green Day is so good. I get like I get tons of crap for the music I listen to, like. This is like My Chemical Romance and like they Green suck. Day and Blink-182. Oh, Linkin Park. If you call that real punk rock. 
I'm like, like my music taste is like some angsty kid that like was like graduated high school in like 2002 or something like that. It's like that's that's like where my taste has just sort of like stayed. I'm like some kid that graduated in freaking 1987. <laughs> so, <laughs> actually, my dad graduated in 1989. So, oh, there you go. So you're your you're your own dad is what you're saying. And then, yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. You don't think so? Yeah, I don't know. He had the big trucks. I've never had a big truck. Your truck's a little big. I mean, it's not like huge, but it's 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 kind of big with the lift kit on it. It's no, it's not big. I pull up to like like a normal. My dad's truck is a stock F150, uh-huh. and it's taller than my lifted O3 Tacoma. Really? Yeah, no. If you if you look at it, it's like it's very small. It's a very small truck. It's like skinnier, shorter. Just, I mean, it looks like when you look at them and you look at pictures and you like scale the picture the uh, same way. It's like oh, yeah, but Tacomas are small. Huh? Have you ever noticed that inside my car, my truck is pretty much a car? You have more room in your Ford Focus than you I do in my cab. Uh, I mean, it's a four door cab. It might be about the same. No, no, dude, no. Trust me. I, I think it's about the same. I've sat in both cars. That's true. Have you? Oh yeah, you've sat in the back of my uh, of my Focus. Yeah. Have you been in the back of my Tacoma? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I have. Feel like it's really small. I don't think it's that small. I feel, like I feel like it's about even, but it's who like knows. a car cab basically. Um, fo- Focus and Tacoma owners that are listening to the show, tweet us at that might be cool and let us know which uh, which one's bigger. <laughs> Mine's bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's bigger. It's all mine. Um, but, I mean, it's sitting on 33s with a two-inch lift. That's that's my lift for my truck. Anyway, yeah, we're supposed to be those talking. 33s and that two-inch lift, bro. All about them lifts. Two inches makes that's, a difference. Two inches is a very familiar number to me. I bet. <laughs> um, oh, Chase, it is. It's been a busy week, man. It's been a busy couple weeks since uh, since last we kind of covered our typical show. Last week was, uh, you know, more or less a, a crossover special episode over Captain America: Civil War. That it was, yeah. And so we've been we've been a little uh, out of our format for a, a little while now. Yeah. So what? Uh, what do we? What do we do? Dude, we got we got to catch up, man. I mean, that's that's plain and simple. There's there's been the world kept moving. It didn't stop. The world did not stop when we uh, when we decided to have Matt on for a week and then do a crossover. It kept spinning, and. Uh, the biggest sort of uh, spinning table that happened was in the TV universe, and especially uh, on the Disney ABC side of that TV universe, as tons of shows have been canceled, uh, moved, uh, renewed, all sorts of stuff. Uh, game developers have been axed, things like that. So uh, we'll run down that uh, that quick news. Does that, does that sound right to let's, you, Chase? Let's do it. Let's freaking do it. Yeah, and then uh, we got some hot and spicy uh, things from the internet coming up later. So, <clears throat> first piece of news this week uh, pertains to fandoms that you and I both share. Uh, DC's Supergirl is moving for its second season. It's uh, it was rumored that they might cancel it, uh, that they were kind of considering whether or not to renew it, and it looks like they found a happy medium in moving it from CBS to the CW to uh, share a network with the Arrowverse. Makes so, sense. I think so too. I mean, it's they're in a what Supergirl? Isn't that a different Earth or dimension yeah, or something? It's a different Earth. It's basically Earth three. Yeah. So are they going to be moving it to Earth 
one? That's kind of what I'm curious about. Like, it'd make more sense unless they're going to have, like, because they have, like, what, two crossover? Um, they're going to have two crossovers between uh, Arrow and Flash. Yeah. Each season. Yeah. So, they, I mean, they can't just keep doing a crossover event with Supergirl if she's, like, in a different, you know, parallel universe. That's true. You can't share characters yeah, like they yeah. do in... So I, I'm kind of curious to see how that goes. I don't actually, I have never actually seen one episode of Supergirl. It's really good. So I'm thinking about, yeah, doing it, you know, you watching it. But I heard up. that the Red Tornado looks like... he does. The Red uh, Tornado does look pretty bad, but the Martian Manhunter makes up for it. He's cool. The Martian Manhunter looks incredible for TV. That'd uh, be cool, man. I'd love to see Martian Manhunter in the Arrowverse. Yeah, like imagine he shows up in like Legends of Tomorrow or something like that. Like, that'd be that'd cool. Be you have, like, a Justice League type thing. Dude, man, they gotta, I mean, they could probably do some sort of Justice League of America. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, without Batman and Superman. Yeah. Would they have, like, even those, uh, what, four or five characters? You got Arrow, Flash, mm-hmm. um, Supergirl, and Marshmallow. There's four characters. Plus plus the Atom. He's a legend of tomorrow. He Is he an actual Justice Leaguer? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, then I guess he'll come back and... Yeah, well, I mean, awesome. and they could they could mix all of them together, you know, have some huge Justice League team with Hot Girl and Hawkman, and I feel like that's not even planned. Like the no. MCU is, it's just like, <laughs> yeah, all we're right. just gonna go, we're Let's just, just gonna do, do it. whatever we want. I mean, sweet, <laughs> I'm down for it. I agree with you there. Um, so that news uh, is not the only DC TV news that happens. So basically, Supergirl is now moving, and and we'll see what happens with uh, how they shake that into the universe. Well, the nice thing is, as well, it plays on Monday night, which is not a showtime that DC currently had on any of the CW shows. Oh, well, they got Tuesday and Wednesday. They got Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. and Thursday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So now they got four days out of the week Gosh, with a DC show. Dang it. I don't and Monday have night, time to watch all this crap. I, know. I am three episodes behind on Flash and two episodes behind on Legends. I am... I'm caught up on Arrow as of yesterday. I'm three episodes behind on Arrow. I am... Two episodes behind on Flash, and I am like the whole season behind on Legends. Legends is the best one so far. Really, I, I really opinion. need to catch up. It's so different, and they're like, I know, it kind of makes you nervous. Like you know, stuff with time tra- travel where they're like messing up stuff. Yeah, and you're like, oh no, what is it? like, uh, yeah, yeah, time you're like travel. I don't know. I don't really usually like time travel, but especially because it's hard to serialize because eventually you run into paradoxes. Yeah, and they're actually pretty good at addressing all of them. Really? Like, even when then you're like, hey, what about this? And then uh, Rip will just kind of, Rip Hunter will kind of just be like, oh, yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> We're in the Old West. Then nobody's going to freaking believe them. Okay, that makes sense. Crap like that. <clears throat> and they're like, and then Adam, uh, the Adam, what's his freaking name? The Adam. Uh, oh, uh, Ray Palmer. Ray Palmer is just like, all right, whatever. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah. Sure. He just accepts it. Super scientist Ray Palmer just accepts it. Yeah, he's like, I don't know anything about time travel. <laughs> That's funny. Um, okay, so in CW Land, we do have one more uh, piece of news, um, and that is that uh, Wentworth Miller, the actor who plays Captain Cold, has had a bit of a change in his uh, title. So he was uh, previously a series regular on Legends of Tomorrow. However, now he is not a series regular on Legends of Tomorrow anymore. Do you know what he is? No. He is now a. I can't remember what they said the official title was, but so he is now a regular, uh, basically he has a contract with uh, Warner Brothers Television. 
So he is a regular of Warner Brothers Television, which means they're probably going to start using him across all of the different series, or multiple of the different series. What? Yeah, so Captain Cold will be coming to different different shows on the CW. And that, so... All right. It's weird, right? I mean... Well, he's he's pretty big role in Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. Like, at first, when Legends comes out came out, and they had the two bad guys, and mm-hmm. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. But they, they fit pretty well and actually pretty important into some of the storylines. Didn't Heatwave die? Did he end up dying or is he still there? there there's actually... You gotta watch it. <laughs> Can't just say, you know. Okay. Because it's... I don't know. It's kind of cool. Yeah? Did Ronnie ever end up coming back or no? I can't tell you this. <laughs> I mean, but that's, that's... No, no. He hasn't come back yet. As far as I know, I'm two two episodes behind. Someone might... I mean, it might have been the last episode and someone's Could going... Could be. He did. This yeah. guy's a freaking idiot. Don't know what they're talking about. Stupid. Caught up on what they're freaking talking about. Take away their podcasting their license. No, dude, I just got it. <laughs> JK, there's no podcasting license. Um, I wonder. I wonder I if he's so. going to be used on uh, Supergirl. <laughs> yeah, I know. We should probably check and see if we need to get licensed. Uh, um, I I think that would be that'd be a good one. Yeah, because it, it's it's a little conspicuous that they both. I mean, but then again, it's it's kind of the day that most networks are sort of you know, we're making their decisions or the, you know, the couple days that they're all kind of figuring everything out. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, they, they announced that Supergirl's coming to the CW and then on the same day announced that Wentworth Miller is now a, a, you know, utility, uh, flex player or whatever. Yeah. I don't know how he would get to earth three or what they're even plan on doing with the, the different earth that Supergirl is on. So I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. I guess so. I don't really have any guesses either because I'm just—it's like it's the Arrowverse. None of it really makes sense or has any basic logic behind what they do. They just—this would be freaking cool. So that's true. Um, so then the the other piece of news, Chase, is that uh, there is one more uh, series regular that is brought back uh, into the rotation for the CW. Do you know who that is? What? One Someone more back. From one 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 more actor has been brought back into the uh, from the dead. Maybe no. not from the dead. Constantine. Nope. They mentioned him in Arrow. I thought they were gonna like. Oh, maybe I'll bring him back. I still think he should be in Legends. Legends. I don't know. I think it'd be cool to have him in there. I mean, I, I don't well, even I think know he how good his own show was. I liked I'm like, it because I'm like. Ah, that's something, you know, he could be in his own show, but obviously it didn't do that well. It didn't do well, but, I mean, critically it did pretty well. It just didn't yeah. get ratings numbers. Yeah, see, that's the, you know, gotta get those numbers. Gotta get those ratings. Um, but, yeah. Can you guess who's back? Oh, yeah. What the frick are we listening to? <laughs> We're listening to some background music. It's, I don't know. Um, Alright, all right, back to what the show's about. Let's see. Is it a character? What character? Turn the freaking thing down! <laughs> I can't think with freaking... It sounds like carnival music almost. It's like, yeah, like a baseball. <laughs> like, hey, we're all hanging out eating peanuts at the baseball stadium. Hey! Here, get your Cracker Jacks. <laughs> Turn the freaking music off before I shoot you in the face. <laughs> so do you want me to... Yeah, just, just go ahead and hint? tell me. I mean, we wasted too much time on this. Colton Haynes uh, is oh, I knew that as Roy Harper. I knew that. Yeah, so uh, he's uh, he's recently gone through a lot, and he talked about the reason that he that he left Arrow. He was going through a lot of just kind of like mental and emotional stuff, um, and he was having a really hard time. Uh, but he's uh, apparently this whole time been kind of coping with um, coming out as being gay, and that's that's been something that's uh, 
that's been a struggle for him for a while. So he officially kind of came out, and it seems like uh, you know he's got things kind of back in order and and uh, doing a little better. So that's good. But uh, now he's he's back on Arrow as the Roy Harper, aka Arsenal. Is he going to be? I mean, Thea kind of took his suit. She did kind of take his suit. I mean, that's why I was hoping when Thea came out as Speedy that they'd give her a different costume. Uh But they basically just altered. It's like. It's uh, Roy's costume, just like fitted slimmer. Yeah, she refitted it in like, I don't know, an hour in season three. But yeah, I was like, I was kind of disappointed that her suit is a red hooded. Yeah. Same thing. I like the sword that sticks out. That's kind of cool. Uh-huh. But I was hoping she'd get a different kind of suit, like some sort of like black yeah. and yellow or yeah, well, it something been, else. It would have been cool to do the yellow one and make it more similar to, you know, the character that she's based on, Mia Dearden, who was uh, Speedy for a while in the comics. Yeah, that's the one with the big <clears throat> arrow on her chest. Yeah, think. it's like yellow and red. So maybe she'll get her new suit. That'd be cool. And then, you know, Arsenal will come back. But or maybe Arsenal comes back with long red hair and a baseball cap. If only. But I don't know. I I wasn't a big fan of Arsenal in the first place. Colton Haker's acting. Colton Haynes. Haynes? Yeah. Did I say Haker? You said Hickers. Haker. No, Colton, <laughs> Colton Haker is a professional uh, dirtbag right <laughs> He's awesome, dude. Go check him out. He's on That's Moto7. Him. Anyway, yeah, he's uh, I don't know. I was never a big fan of his acting style. Yeah, me neither. Style. It was always so intense. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think he's cool. Like he, you know, he's, his like Instagram is freaking hilarious and like, he seems like a cool guy, but yeah, I agree with you. His acting is a little, uh, uh probably better than Thea's. That's true. Oh my gosh. Thea, I watched an episode yesterday and it was just like, oh my gosh, like every single word we've done this before on the show, yeah, yeah, before, yeah, yeah. but yeah, that's the way she talks all the time. I just can't stand you all the time with the things in the drama. And that's how she talks. I can't, yeah. It's like she's going to burst a blood vessel. I know. I'm like, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Last piece of news. Um, the uh, series based on this is well, the last piece of uh, CW news the series based on Archie, the comic book uh, called Riverdale is uh, greenlit at the Nerdist for a full season order. So there we go. Archie's coming to Archie's coming to TV. So exciting. Uh, produced by Greg Berlanti, who is the same mind behind Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow. And another little piece of news is also the scribe behind the uh, upcoming Booster Gold movie. I'm down with that. Yeah, Booster Gold slash Blue Beetle movie. Both um, of them team-up movies? Both of them team-up movies. All right, let's uh, yeah do that, I guess. I know, right? I mean, come on, man. That's freaking easy. Get on it, man. Yeah. People need to know about these random, obscure... Dude, Booster Gold and Blue Beetle's the best. I haven't seen too much, but like when you see the pictures of these dudes, it's like... I don't know. He looks like he's from the 80s. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, yeah, I guess he's kind of cool. He's traveling time between dimensions and all sorts of fun <laughs> stuff. So, Yeah, who knows? Um, okay, now here's here's the big bulk of the uh, slightly depressing news. comes from Disney and ABC. <sighs> they were on a roll these last few days. <laughs> Disney really just let the machete fly. Um... So, uh, we'll run down the list of shows that they are canceling. First off, Agent Carter, after two seasons, has been canceled. I haven't seen a single episode. I was planning on doing it, watching it after, uh... I think it's still worth watching. Yeah? Yeah, look Does at it. It's like kind of, like, end? And I'm like, oh, no more. Uh, I haven't finished season two yet, so I'm not sure. But, I mean, you know, I look at it as just another event in the MCU. You know what I mean? Just kind of these two seasons. Yeah, happened. I mean, 
Peggy Carty's dead now, so yeah, it's kind of not timely. really relevant anymore. Kind of blows. I don't know. I don't know the show. I don't know how good it is. I don't know where it left off. Yeah, but I, I think it's worth watching for anybody, especially anybody who's a fan of the Captain America movies and or just like wants to know more about like the founding of Shield or even like there's some Black Widow stuff in there. There's there's a lot of really cool stuff. That's cool. Um, so uh, and then also they. Uh, decided to pass ABC passed on Marvel's Most Wanted, which was an Agents of Shield spinoff starring Mockingbird and uh, whoever the hell the other guy was. Yeah, that guy. Um, I don't know anything about this show mm-hmm. because I don't know who Mockingjay is because I'm not that far on Agents uh, of yeah. Shield. But that sucks. Mockingbird. What did I say, Mockingjay? Yeah, slightly different. I'm getting things mixed up today. Similar but different. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're good, man. Um, <clears throat> yeah, you know, you, I mean, it seemed like an exciting show, but. Are they going to go somewhere else to try and get it? or Because since it's an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. spinoff, they're not going to be doing it. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't I can't see them really getting it anywhere else because it, it's a Disney property. So the only place that they could greenlight it would be Freeform, which used to be ABC Family, uh, which is where they greenlit Cloak and Dagger. But uh, it's kind of a kid's network. You know, Cloak and Dagger is going to be sort of this teen show, so I don't think Marvel's most wanted to work on there. They're going the... Teen route with Cloak and Dagger. Yeah, are they originally? Because I didn't know this, but after I first time I saw them was in the Marvel's Ultimate Universe with yeah. Miles Morales. Yeah, and I thought they were a new character. Like that's really cool. I ended up seeing them in different comic books, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, "What?" And I checked it out, and they're like from the eighties or something. Yeah. So oh. they, I don't think they were ever originally teenagers. I think they were just like regular whatever adults, um, like young adults or something. But uh, so you think they're going with the Ultimate Universe? version because it was actually really freaking good really really cool uh i'm sure they'll pull inspiration sorry go ahead yeah what was it um new avengers anyway it's with miles morales cloak and dagger uh, spider woman who Mm. turns into black widow oh yeah yeah it's it's pretty cool there's only like 10 issues in 2014 Mm -hmm. but really cool right after miles morales's ultimate spider-man run Mm. that's cool really cool you should check it out i uh I bet. I mean, with with all the adaptations, it seems like they've pulled most of their inspiration from the Ultimate Universe. Um, so I'm sure that they'll probably go with that. But being that it is on Freeform, formerly ABC Family, I don't I, I don't have super high hopes for it. But it is cool that we're getting a Cloak and Dagger series. Is it um, in the MCU? Yes. All right. Yeah, and that that'll be interesting to see how they work that in. Um, Are they going to be in Infinity War? <gasps> they probably will be. Everybody's going to all be. of them, all of every single one. Daredevil, Foggy Jessica Jones, Foggy's going to be the Foggy key piece. <laughs> Foggy's the key. <laughs> Foggy's got an Infinity Gem inside his heart or something, <laughs> in his left shoe. <laughs> I don't know why. He just has a shorter left leg than his right leg, so he uses like, it to like, always, boost him up. Yeah, he's always crooked. <laughs> I don't know what this shining blue rock in my shoe is, but uh, um, yeah. So I, I think I think unfortunately I think uh, Marvel's most wanted is dead as dicks. So that kind of sucks because it seemed like exciting, but it, it sort of seems like ABC is kind of pulling out of the Marvel bandwagon. I think once Agents of Shield finishes its run, they'll probably be done with Marvel shows. Ah, that's cool with me. Agents of Shield is not. I don't know. It's a weird show because it doesn't really fit. Mm-hmm. It's basically just a bunch of like i don't know how to say because they use everything from the mcu yeah like it's like oh look i said thor and talked about this and whatever and captain america it's like i can't think of the words 
say <laughs> about it right now. Yeah. But no, I know what you mean. I mean, it's it's yeah, it's a little like, hey, look, we're connected to this stuff. Hey. Yeah. I don't know. Is there a freaking word for that? Uh, gratuitous. I guess would be the closest word. I was thinking connecty. Connecty. <laughs> look how connecty we are. Look how connectedy this is. Yes. Um, we are a part of that big <laughs> awesomeness, but we're a little bit lower on the production value. Yeah. Well, but that's we're connected. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> well, and I, I think I think the biggest thing is like I think they realized not only ABC but also just Marvel realized that. For these TV shows, Netflix is just doing a... It's a way better option. You know? Yeah, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. came out, and it's like, oh, cool. I mean, it's not that great, but it's still connected. And then they got, like, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Punisher, and all this yeah. stuff. And everybody's just like, yeah, I'm going to go watch that now. Can you... I mean, can you imagine if Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was a Netflix show? Oh, dude, they'd be boss. It'd be amazing. You know, or if or if Marvel's Most Wanted was a Netflix show. Unfortunately, I don't think they they even have the, the space on their slate to make that. But no, they got they got plenty of stuff, and I would much rather see the Punisher. Yeah, which I think is actually confirmed. Is yep, it, it is confirmed. Yes, Punisher. Yeah. dude, is awesome. Well, that's the thing. So they've got they've got Daredevil, Punisher, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, and Defenders. Not only that, but Daredevil and Jessica Jones are getting more seasons, and so it's like it's doing all of those at the same time. Like that's like seven TV series to be filming somewhat concurrently. I mean, well, they're making money lot. off it, man. They are. It's, it's just it's, go for it. Eventually, you just run out of space, though. You know, because I mean, Netflix also has all their other originals that they're yeah, doing, and so those. you run out of space and run out of just money to delete those off their big <laughs> Netflix off their servers. Board. Well, that's the problem. Is like they're all good. <laughs> like no matter what Netflix makes, it's good. Hey, man, they got some. They got a lot of crap. That they they have on Netflix. Well, they have. I mean, the, not Netflix originals. Yeah. But, like I get on Netflix and I swear there's like nothing on. There's tons of crap, but like the Netflix originals, dude, I still have yet to see a Netflix original that isn't freaking good. Um, like Master of None was awesome. How does Netflix just know how to make such good movies or TV shows? Probably analytics. I don't know. Maybe they just hire the right people. You know, I mean, sometimes I it's as simple as that. Because, I mean, you look at the people like that they've hired as showrunners um, on Master of None. You know, Aziz Ansari was doing his own show and he's a pretty solid name. Plus, he had somebody helping him on it. Then you have like love the new sitcom and it's freaking um what's his name judd apatow um of of you know any seth rogan movie fame um they just got the coolest people yeah they just they just get really good people you know with daredevil it was drew goddard who is incredible you know he's he's behind so many different things including like the martian and and well i guess the screenplay for the martian but also like cabin in the woods and almost anything that joss whedon was involved in so was drew goddard like they i think they just recruit the right people for it is really what it comes down to i don't know though and plus they don't give people restrictions like networks do yeah you know i bet i bet that's probably one of the biggest thing is because that's what i feel like is what ruins a lot of tv shows and movies Mm -hmm. is that they're like we want it like this and this and that blah 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 whatever the frick they do to ruin movies like fantastic (laughs) four or whatever yeah uh, I always bring that one in. I know. Everyone, well, I mean, it is it is a, a classic case of just studio fuckery. But. It's true. <laughs> true that. Um, okay, and then the rest of the the rest of the cancellations from ABC uh, include Gallivant, The Muppets, Castle, and Nashville. Oh, and that that wasn't where uh, that wasn't where Disney stopped. They also uh, out of nowhere decided to completely halt production on Disney Infinity. And closed down Avalanche Studios, which is a game developer based here in Utah that had been working on Disney Infinity, which was one of their most successful games. However, 
they uh, with Disney Infinity two because uh, they they release like a new version every I think it's every year. Um, with Disney Infinity two, they overproduced on a lot of their uh, toys because it's one of those you know you grab the toy and you plug it into the console or whatever. Yeah, spend way too much money. Yeah, kind of thing. Well, and so and that's what made it so profitable the first time around. Uh, with the second one, because of the enormous amount of demand on the first one, they pretty much overproduced on like all of their. All of their toys. So, like for instance, the Hulk action figure. They produced two million Hulk action figures and only sold a million, and so it, they <laughs> ended up with a huge cost differential. And uh, I know, crazy. Um, but what sucks is that they ended up with that huge cost differential and decided this year when they're cutting costs that they were just going to rely on their for their video games. They were going to rely on their uh, outsourced contracts. So, for instance, EA is doing the Battlefront games, um, and a few other developers are handling a lot of their properties. So they decided rather than uh, taking the financial risk of producing Disney Infinity themselves and, and continuing to, to use um, Avalanche Development as their own game studio, they decided to just lay off all those people and cancel the whole thing. That's stupid. 300 people lost their jobs with like a day's notice. Dang, dude. Yeah. That's not a cool move. Marvel, yeah. Or Disney. Disney. Yeah. Same thing. Now. I know it's crazy, and what's what's even like what's even worse than that is that they laid off all those people, and now on their job site, the next day on their job site, tons of jobs are being listed in California. So this this studio was in Utah. They totally closed it down, and now because they freed that budget, they're now listing jobs in California in their games department. A bunch of them. Dick move. So it's like you'd think they would like offer those to the people that they already had out here first. Be like, hey, if you want to move, like we'll keep you on because it wasn't like it was a bad game i mean the game was developed really well and it was people liked it it just ah, dude it's crazy. dude if i was working there i'd be so pissed i mean you, you I spend all this time and all your work and doing something like this i feel like you would get into what you're doing and make a good game and yep. then someone like you know they just take it away from you and like, totally. all right, we're gonna do it somewhere else yeah well i mean one one of my one of my really good friends worked on that game for uh almost i think about a year um and they just you know like she she went on vacation she was, she's in, oh. yeah, she's on the East oh. Coast right now, and she found out while she was on vacation that the, the whole company is gone now. Well, that's awful. I know. Freaking sucks, man. Um, yeah, but yeah. That's, that's not cool. So that's all the, that's all the uh, depressing. I thought my job was bad. Now I have, to, I have to come 15 minutes earlier to work every day. I thought that was bad. <laughs> yeah, it could be worse, man. <laughs> I know. You could come back to not have a job at all. Um... Okay, uh, directors of the Lego movie, uh, Chris Miller and Phil Lord, are bringing a live-action hybrid comedy to Fox called Son of Zorn, which is an under- utterly wonderful name. We'll tell the story of Zorn, voiced by Jason Sudeikis, a once-defender of his island nation who now lives in Orange County and sells soap. I mean, what else would you sell? Yeah, I mean, you're, you, you used to be a defender of your country, and now you got to sell something. I mean, might as well be soap, right? Yeah, people, people got to be clean. <laughs> yeah. All right, last bit of TV news, Chase. Uh, the series Krypton is a go from uh, Dark Knight and Man of Steel scribe David Goyer. Uh, it is a, an, <laughs> a, a Man of Steel prequel centered around Superman's grandfather. Yeah, is that actually based in, like from the DC? I know it will never connect, uh-huh. and it doesn't really matter, other than you know the imagery of what they had at the beginning of Man of Steel. But is it going to be connected to the DCEU? It will. It will be. 
So we're going to be seeing all those metal suits and all that fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's Yeah, it's the one piece of TV that will be connected to the DCEU. And what's funny is it's the least access- accessible one because it's on the Sci-Fi Network. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's probably just for fun and money, I guess. Probably. Just like, yeah, F it. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Um, oh, I lied when I said that was the last bit of DC news. Uh, one more DC television news. Uh, the show Powerless that we've been talking about. Oh. Starring... Vanessa Hudgens, uh, Danny Pudi, Ellen Tudyk, and a few others. Yeah, dude, I saw uh, like a picture for a minute. Yeah, where they're like all standing there. It's got the dude from Community. Yep, Danny Pudi. Yeah, I'm, Abed. I'm guessing that's that sounds like it would be his name. <laughs> and uh, some superhero flying away, and I'm like, I, yeah. I would watch that show. That looks thankfully looks funny. I know. Thankfully, we don't have to just uh, watch a pilot and hope that it gets picked up because it's already been picked up for a full season. Sweet. So we're, uh, we're getting that on NBC uh, coming this year. All right, Chase. Uh, let's see. We'll uh, give a little bit. There's a little bit of X-Men news here, uh, and then we'll dive into some things from the internet. So X-Men Apocalypse? Uh, related to X-Men Apocalypse. I haven't even seen that. I haven't either. <gasps> we will be seeing it soon, though. When does it come out? 27? Yeah, it's like two a little less than two weeks from now um oh, man i want to see it yeah i do too uh i think i think i might have a screening pass to it i'm not sure oh uh we do have screening passes to the nice guys on monday yeah so yeah the day before you're hearing this listeners i guess but yeah you want to go to nice guys on monday <laughs> no yeah of course you did <laughs> all right I, I figured um no okay way, man they crash a camaro in there I, know. Dude, I can't wait for that a movie i love shane black z28 um Okay, so uh, X-Men Apocalypse is going to be coming out. Uh, the earlier reviews are a bit mixed, but over, you know, I mean, overall positive. I've heard some some stuff where people are trying to boycott it. Dude, okay. <laughs> let's, let's, let's take bring a quick the, rant bring here. Bring the X-Men back. Come on! Like, <laughs> what do they have to do to appease these freaking fanboys that can't get it out of their heads that everything belongs at Disney, man? Like... They want it in the MCU. They want Wolverine to be an Avenger, and they want it all connected uh, in one big. It drives me nuts. Bundle of Disney. Because then eventually it's just going to be like, like once you know, like let's say you know, the X Men rights do go back to Marvel. Then what's next? Like they're just going to have to find a new thing to bitch about. Then so then they're going to be like, Disney needs to buy DC Comics. Yeah, like they Mix need to it connect all together. Superman with the Avengers. Yeah, like. It's just, where does it freaking stop, man? Let people create their own stuff in their own worlds. Not everything needs to be freaking connected. Like, I love the fact that, I mean, we talked about this on the crossover episode, but yeah. I love the fact that X-Men is not a part of the MCU. Because totally. It, it gives a different vibe and a whole different feel, a whole different world. Like, everything's not just in one big world. Yeah, and they're they're unencumbered by having to to further the storyline of this overarching universe that Marvel has. They, they can do their own thing. Brian Singer can tell his own stories, you know, and all the other filmmakers that they have coming onto their other films, uh, like Tim Miller on Deadpool, can tell his own story without being uh, uh, a slave to this overall narrative that they're telling, which, I mean, it's not a bad thing. Obviously, Civil War was great, and all the Marvel movies are great, but you want variety, man. Like, once everything's the same, nothing is special anymore. Yeah. And so, like... Oh, I'm sick of these fanboys, especially like boycott this movie. Come on, man. Like, it looks awesome. I've heard other reviews that people are saying this is the film, the X Men film you've been waiting for. Yeah. Ever since, what, 2000? 2000, 2000. Yeah. Ever, ever since the first movie came out. Yeah. It's 16 like, years ago. Everybody's been waiting to see this movie. And I'm actually really stoked for it. It's got I'm a too. lot of the characters in what seem to be in their traditional outfits. Yeah. 
probably at the end of the movie um, because they wear some weird armored. Yeah. I mean, no more leather. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure what the deal is because I've been just blacking myself out from trailers unless they're in front of a movie in a theater. Um, because I'm trying to like you know save all the the spectacle of it for when I see it. Um, but yeah, I, regardless, I think it's awesome. I mean, it's it's Brian Singer directing. Oscar Isaac plays freaking Apocalypse. Like we're getting the original X Men team. We're getting Mohawk Storm. You know, Nightcrawler's coming back. Cyclops is apparently really awesome. Dude, I'm stoked for uh, Nightcrawler. It's about time they bring him back. Totally. And uh, the actor looks like he plays the part right. Totally. So. Yeah, no, I, I'm excited for the movie, so so screw screw the boycotting and like Screw you guys. Screw all of it, dude. It's you dumb. Don't know anything until we see the movie and go, man, that sucked. But I no, mean, yeah, I, if I, it's a bad movie, it's a bad movie, sure, but I think it's gonna be good. Even if it sucks, it's gonna be cool. Yeah. Well, and they're, I mean, it's just like, it's cool that they have the freedom to to do what they want to do, to, to make X-Men Apocalypse, to make Deadpool, to make freaking an X-Force movie in the future, to make Gambit, to make Wolverine 3, you know, like, they have the freedom to do this stuff because they're not, un- they're not encumbered by this, this overall tone and narrative that they have to fit, you know, they can be creative and be explorative, because yeah. Deadpool never gets made if those rights are with Marvel, at all, No, you know, like... No. Uh, yeah, but nothing even close. Of X Men Apocalypse, you did see the trailer with the that ended with somebody's hand. Yes, with yeah. Wolverine's hand. Um, I have a theory that that is not Hugh Jackman's hand. I it's do, a yeah. hunch. Not like it's not like oh, that's definitely. I'm like um, like there he quoted he was quoted saying that this is a new direction for Wolverine. Uh huh. I'm like, what better way than recast him in the eighties? Uh, in the eighties, yeah, and. You know, they just show his hand, and I've heard that it's Berserker Rage. Like, he goes yeah. full-on nuts on some dude. Well, so apparently, to play into that, apparently we are going to be seeing Weapon X Wolverine. Yeah, with the big helmet? Yeah. I'm hoping they see the helmet, and then they take it off, and it's not him. Be like, <gasps> Tom Hardy! <laughs> so good, I wish. <laughs> I wish it was Tom Hardy. Um, yeah, I, I kind of like, I kinda like that theory. I, I don't know how much I buy into it. Yeah, it's a hunch. It's just like, I'm like maybe, yeah, maybe not. But I would, I would like it'd be it cool. It'd be a cool way of recasting Wolverine because they've already recasted every single character mm-hmm. by by this point. All the old characters are gone. Everybody's new, and yeah, they need Wolverine. You can't not have Wolverine. And I know how iconic Hugh Jackman is as Wolverine. Yeah, but he's done. He said he's done. He's doing one last movie. Mm-hmm. You know, well, and it would it be. Off and, it would be a really cool way to to kind of transition because we still have Old Man Logan coming out or Wolverine three or whatever they end up calling it, and so that'll be kind of like the old Wolverine at the end of his you know sort of run as an old guy, and so then in this we can introduce him. This is you know Weapon X Wolverine, which means really the beginning of his career as Wolverine, you know the very beginning of that, and so that would be you know kind of a perfect way where we get young, really young Wolverine in this movie and then really old Wolverine in the next one, like. It confuses a lot of people, but they're sure. confused anyway, man. Well, but none of the storylines. Deadpool said it best when <laughs> he said none of these storylines. Timelines, yeah, yeah. Well, timelines are so confusing. I think it would make it a little easier if in Old Man Logan it's like Hugh Jackman with gray hair and stuff like that, and then in Apocalypse it's you know like a black hair, really young Wolverine. Because then people go, oh, okay, he's playing a young Hugh Jackman type thing. Yeah, you know what I mean, I think that would work. And I don't know for the general audience that doesn't know what's going on, mm-hmm. they're already. They already don't know. And who cares about yeah. them? 
Well, and I think the thing is with X Men Apocalypse, I think they're going full blown like this movie is for X Men fans, you know? Yeah, and still, I mean, you, you're going to be getting new audiences, and yeah. like, I feel like everybody already knows by this point that oh, this is completely new X Men. Yeah. Oh, totally. And a new Wolverine wouldn't actually be that shocking. No. Like nobody'd be like, "Whoa, that's not Hugh Jackman." Well, they probably would be, but they'd be like, "Oh yeah." Well, yeah. I mean, it'd it's be the like class. that. They, you know. I mean, we've we've accepted, accepted James Bond like, being recast like five times at this point, like or Batman, you know, like it's just a thing. It just happens, you know. Yeah, so I I feel like it would play over pretty pretty smoothly. Mm-hmm. I mean, you might have some people going, "Wait, Hugh Jackman's not Wolverine anymore." No. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> See, that's the that's the end of it. Um, and uh, so and and going further with the X Men thing, um, apparently Brian Singer is. Uh, is looking into or or kind of has the idea in his head right now that for the next X-Men movie, they will be uh, possibly going into space. I just read that like 10 minutes before the show started. <laughs> but uh, what do X-Men do in space? Uh, there's a lot of things. So, I mean, the, the Dark Phoenix saga, a lot of that takes place in space because the Phoenix Force is a cosmic entity. Oh, um, so, oh yeah. You've right got there. right right behind you the... The uh, culmination of yeah, the Dark she, Phoenix. She's going. I mean, can't, I can't show you, but she's. It looks like the pose if you watch, she's making. If you she's watch, going. Ah! If you watch any of our YouTube videos uh, that that have our faces in them, you can see that poster in the background, along with our Daredevil, Deadpool, Superman, Turtles, Green Lantern, Spider-Man, Avengers, all that stuff. You say Star Wars? Uh oh yeah, I guess in some of the videos you can see Star Wars. Some of them it's cut out. Yeah. All right. But uh yeah, um but yeah no that is that is a pretty iconic cover there. Um, and I think that'd be the perfect story to go into because that story, uh, took place in the nineties and the next X-Men film is going to take place in the nineties, no matter what they're kind of doing that decade hopping thing. And so continuing from the seventies or sorry, from the sixties in first class to the seventies in days of future past and now the eighties for apocalypse. What, what year in the eighties? Uh, I don't know what year because they, they can't age those kids up. And I don't think they'd really want to age them up past like maybe five years. Because mm-hmm. first off, they can't. Yeah. Well, I Otherwise, think... it would look kind of weird. And I don't think they should. Well, I think in this movie, so in, I think in this movie, they're going to be kind of like teenagers, you know, like 16 years old or so. So they're probably going to be younger than what they actually are. Oh, yeah. And then in the next movie, they'll be a little older than what they actually are. Yeah. Do something like this is 88. Yeah. And then. Um... The next, the next one will be like one 95. Will, yeah, 94 or something like that. Because it'll be, I mean, filming, you know, the in terms of filming, it's, you know, about a year apart, two years apart. I could work. It could work. Or they could do it in 92 <gasps> when I was born. Or 93 when cool people 90, were born. 93 sucks. It's actually, <laughs> 93 is a bad year. Hey, 93 Just is kidding. a cool year, man. Yeah, I had a one-year-old me. Being <laughs> I said boss a lot this this episode. It's all right. I mean, sometimes you just say a lot of things. Yeah, like a boss. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, last piece of X-Men news. Then we'll get into some things from the internet and then wrap it up with some uh, MCU and DCEU news. Uh, Professor Xavier will appear in New Mutants, which will be starting production in 2017. Is that a movie? This will be a movie. So it's, it's one of these sort of you know side uh, X-Men movies. It's going to center around a lot of uh, very young mutants, you know. It all, X-Men Apocalypse is about very young mutants. <laughs> I know. I guess this one's more about the Xavier School or something, and uh, who knows. And, I mean, it might take place closer to, you know, like the Deadpool timeline than 
than the apocalypse timeline. So wait, which Professor Xavier? That's the question. Stewart McAvoy or Stewart? These timelines are so, so confusing. confusing. Gosh dang it! I don't know what's going on. I think, but now they're getting into more of the organized. So yeah. like now that they got everything uh, switched over from the old actors to the new actors, now they can start organizing a new universe where everything makes sense. Yeah. But who knows? That could totally backfire. Uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I like. mean, it doesn't make sense now, and people still watch it. So, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm that new Mutants, that sounds cool. What characters yeah. are they going to be doing? Uh, they haven't announced yet which characters they'll what be doing. What do you think? Uh, Do you know anything about New Mutants? I don't really know that much about New Mutants. Like I, I've always I've seen like the covers sitting there, but that's like that's the extent of what I know about the New Mutants. What I do know about them is like, uh, like Chris Claremont was one of the writers, and which makes sense because he was the writer on freaking you know X Men for years and years and years, and especially in the nineties. Um, but really, like I I don't freaking know jack crap about the New Mutants. I know Deadpool's first appearance was in. Uh, in a new mutants comic. Um, I think like, I feel like Colossus might've played a part in new, in new mutants at some point. Um, it could be that Colossus, um, from Deadpool with Negasonic teenage warhead. He's like a teacher for them or something. Yeah. And like Negasonic is one of the new mutants. mutants. That that would actually be really really good. She's really cool. I love her. And, uh, I, I think they should play off that. And I think kind of mix cool. it with the Deadpool kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a perfect role for the Colossus that they've created in Deadpool. Perfect fit. Yeah. So, who knows? That'd be cool. I I, I really hope that happens, actually, because it'd be a nice way to, to make it sort of fit in. Um, but yeah, so that's it for that news. I think it's uh, time, Chase, to jump into the things from the internet. Mm, mm, mm. Things from the internet. Yeah. That's our theme song for this segment. <laughs> that good old... What is that, like an organ? <laughs> I don't know. Piano playing? I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> Welcome to church. Uh, Hail Jesus. Chase, what is Burger King missing? Um, Real meat. Okay. <laughs> Besides real meat, is there is there anything else you can think of that like you 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 know if you walk into a Burger King, what do you think would really just kind of make your Burger King experience that much better? A Burger Queen. <laughs> That's a good suggestion. Yeah, I mean, what, what King needs a queen, right? Yeah. What What do you think would be like? Would they have like a special food for the Burger Queen? A salad. Would it be the Burger <laughs> Queen salad? <laughs> yeah, it's their healthy menu. Oh, okay, that makes sense. That that, be, um, that actually is not a bad idea. I know. They should hire me as a <laughs> so, idea comer upper with her. Not a name maker. I'm not good at that. <laughs> I'm good at ideas, guys. Don't try and get names on me though. That's not my that's not my thing. That's not my niche. Stay yeah. in my lane. <laughs> For real. I uh so what it's a different food they've come up with. Is it a black burger? It's not a different food. Because they they made a burger that was all black or something. Uh, Which I would actually eat. I know, I've thought about eating. Uh, that have before. you seen my wardrobe today? Yeah, you're, you're. It's black you're on black. black with an ACDC back in black T-shirt. <laughs> so you pretty much look like you look every other day. Yeah, <laughs> a rock star dressed in black. So, um, so new food. It's not a new food. Oh, not a new food. Not a new food. It's oh. a, it's an enhancement to the restaurant. Um, uh, lazy boys. <laughs> Close. Uh, in uh, in Finland, piece. there is a Burger King who has decided. To uh, put a spa inside their restaurant. 
A Burger King themed spa. So like what they just like rub guacamole on your face? <laughs> no. So it's a... they, is that what that green stuff is? Is guacamole? Probably. I don't you know. Not eat it off your face. Oh, you mean like the facial stuff? Yeah. Is that, oh, <laughs> is that guacamole? I don't, I don't think it's guacamole. <laughs> I've never had one, but I do like guacamole. So <laughs> no, so it's it's like a steam room type spa. So you walk in, it's this white room, it's like on the walls, like home of the Whopper, and it's got a bunch of towels with so the Burger like King logo on it. Soggy Whoppers. <laughs> I, I don't think you're supposed to bring your food in there, but I guess at some point somebody's going to. Um, so it's it's you know it's it's a full on uh, steam spa, complete with a, uh, a it's also got a media lounge. Uh, it's got showers, a fifty five inch television with a PlayStation Four. Um, a locker room. There's even like a toilet in there. Uh, with a shower, because that's what you shower. need after eating at Burger King. It's a shower. shower and a toilet. <laughs> it's got a full blown shower. I mean, what? Like, where did this idea come from? <laughs> I don't know. Someone's like, man, this burger was. It was. I need to lose sweat this out. <laughs> I really need to get man, this out I, of me. I ate that, and I. I don't know. Feels like I'm giving birth. I just really need to just just get this thing out as quickly yeah, as possible. Yeah, they just you know sweat it out. You know, <laughs> like I need to do something healthy while I'm doing something unhealthy. It'll balance it out and then it'll be back at zero. It's like breaking even when you're gambling. It's like bad stuff with good stuff equals no stuff. <laughs> Some good math. It balances out. You got to weigh your um, goodness and badness of. Healthiness. <laughs> it makes sense, all right. I guess. I mean, so. that's the only sense I can make of having a freaking spa. I'm just and a BK lounge. <laughs> I'm just picturing some Finnish, you know, executive coming into like some sort of meeting, just like I, I don't know how Finnish people sound. Oh, I've got it. <laughs> an idea. I've got an idea. <laughs> We're going to put a spa in our Burger King. That is <laughs> the weirdest Irish accent I've ever seen. We will go to Zinsis. Very German accent. If we have any listeners in Finland, please like let us know Finland, what you sound like. Because how do Finnish people sound? Yeah, I don't know, man. I have Finnish. From we Finland. will put a spa inside our Burger King. All right, Abu Dhabi. That's not it. I think that was somewhere between Indian and German. I just you know what you're talking about. I don't know, man. I'm sorry. It's. I apologize yeah. if I offended anybody by those. Uh, awful accents. <laughs> I apologize if I uh, offended any Burger King employees. It's, uh, I they mean, don't care. I don't think <laughs> they work at Burger King. <laughs> hey, man, 50% of our listener that. base works at Burger King. Weirdly enough. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, that's just, that's just a weird, that's a weird thing to do. If you had a Burger King, what would you put in the Burger King? Comic book store? Uh, yeah. A bookstore? I'd probably put either a comic book store or like a like a uh, like a place to watch football games or something, you know, or like yeah, or like, like to watch bar? different TV shows. It's like a bar. It's like a bar, but it's Burger King. Burger King. Burger King. Burger King. We got pirates. Oh man, uh, Irish, uh, Australian pirates. <laughs> <laughs> Oi, we're going to go to Burger King, eh? Down under the water. Where you going? I tie this. 
Kangaroo to your feet. <laughs> I hope the person who gave Savage Land a one-star review doesn't listen to this, because they're going to hate this episode. Someone gave you guys a one-star review? Yeah, they gave us a one-star review, and the only, like they said, the show's great, but Jason's uh, stupid voices are ruining it for me, or something like that. What was his name? I don't know what the name was. It was like a, some username. I don't know. Didn't Shout out to that guy. Was. Yeah, I know, right? You suck. I, I mean, granted, my voices are pretty stupid, but it's like, I mean, come on, man. You can do like a three star. Like, I really ruined it that bad. <laughs> like, um, okay. So, uh, redesigns are kind of a thing that happens every once in a while, Chase. Redesign? Redesigns. I do them every day at my job. See? You, you, know, you know the business. They suck. They do. They do suck. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of redesigns are you talking about? Because I'm talking about probably completely something else. Yeah, they are very different. So... These redesigns pertain to a uh, Spanish soccer team's uh, uniforms. What were they originally? Originally, they looked like, you know, just about like anybody else's uniforms. Nothing spectacular. Got numbers on it. Probably got a sponsor somewhere on there. What color? Uh, Blue, green, red, orange? They they were probably like white with some red and blue accents. Blurple? They were blurple. (laughs) They were all blurple. Blello? If you mix blue and yellow, you get blello. Ah, oh, Blello. That's my favorite color. I think that was on Malcolm in the Middle. Oh, that was! That's why it sounded familiar. Blello! I've only seen the commercials, but I never saw the episode. Oh, dude, I love Malcolm in the Middle. That's green, bro. <laughs> um, so they they, re- they decided to redesign their, their soccer team's outfits. Um, and uh, I guess somebody thought it'd be a good idea to make them completely horrifying. They decided that the best design for their new uniforms would be to uh, just make them... Inside out skin. So their uniforms are a complete print of like muscle and tissue and tendons. Dude, that's dope. It's 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 horrifying to me. I mean, like for a soccer team, that's a little weird. Really weird. And I don't know. I've seen people with tattoos like that. That's fair. It, they look like Attack on Titan. I've never seen that. But have you seen like the, the images of it or whatever on Netflix? No. Giant dudes that are like inside out skin with like weird what? teeth and stuff. That's cool. I'm going to have to see this picture. Yeah, come so come on over and take there. a look at it. Uh, it's the the club is CD uh, Palencia. If you want to look up their new uniforms um, from Spain, they're a Spanish uh, soccer club. Um, but yeah, they're just their goalie. So their goalie is actually wearing one where all the muscles are blue, and then all the uh, you know forwards and centers and whatever the hell the other players are called are wearing uh, that's creepy. red ones, uh, right? I mean, the blue guy is kind of cool. Yeah, that looks pretty cool. He kind of looks like an alien or he, something. But. He looks like the uh, like the lightning Superman from the 90s. Did you ever see that? No. Oh, dude, so good. But, <laughs> yeah, no, he looks like Mr. Manhattan or something. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, everybody else. Like, they did the whole, like, crotch region. Yeah. Which is a little weird. It's like they're naked almost. Check out my groin muscles. Like, extra naked. Like, we couldn't take off our clothes, so we took off our skin as well. Um. Yeah. Yeah. They probably got a lot of attention from it. I mean, they're on a comic book podcast right now. They are. So, um, Okay, so Chase, in our things from the internet, we've got one more uh, fast food related item. And uh, you said something earlier that uh, you would like to see improved in Burger King. Well, it sounds like McDonald's heeded that message. You remember what you said about Burger King? Like five minutes ago? Yeah. They've already heard me? They've already heard you. You haven't even posted this yet. I know. McDonald's responded. I don't know. What did I say? Black hamburgers? Uh, the very first thing when I asked you what uh, what Burger King needs. A Burger Queen. Before that. Very first thing you said. Man, I can't remember that far back. You said real meat. 
Oh, yeah. McDonald's has responded to you, Chase. They heard your cries for, uh, for, for, for help in the meat region of fast food. And McDonald's is now uh, at their ultimate point of just effort because they've already got the 24-hour breakfast. And they're going, you know what? Let's just, let's just throw some stuff at the wall and see what happens. So now McDonald's will be doing the in-and-out method and doing fresh, never-frozen beef for all their patties. That makes sense. I think it's kind of weird that restaurants have to advertise that their food is real. <laughs> like, that shouldn't need to be advertised. That well, should just be, like, implied. Like, oh, yeah, our food is real. It's never been frozen. It's actually good food. Well, I mean, so, I mean, frozen doesn't make it fake, though. So it's always been real, sort Still, of. Still, I mean, I can go get stuff from Costco and make <laughs> frozen patties. That's true. Just requires a lot of effort. But... That's I don't know. That's why I don't eat at McDonald's that much anymore. It's because they're I don't know. I make more money, so <laughs> my food has stepped it up a notch. That's true. You're, the quality of food that you intake definitely goes up a lot when you step above minimum wage. Which is um, really true. All right, Chase. That uh, that concludes our things from the internet. All right. Is that the soundtrack from the Sandlot? Sure. I think it is. Yeah, I think that's the song. That's uh, Green Onions by Booker T and whatever the fuck. Um, okay. So we got the rest of our news pertains to the MCU and the DC Extended Universe. Chase. The big guns. The big guns. Do you remember what Chris Evans did before he was Captain America? He was a flamer. He was a flamer. <laughs> He's flaming. He was flaming on, dude. Uh, is that what you're... Speaking of, that is what I'm speaking of. Yeah, so Fantastic Four. Are they getting another shot? So there's there's two pieces of Fantastic Four related news. Uh, first of all, Captain America used to be Human Torch. <laughs> now, do you remember who took over as Human Torch? Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan, who was cast in Black Panther. Boom! I knew that. Yeah. Um, is who is going to be? The rumor has it Michael B. Jordan will be playing a villain in Marvel's Black Panther. I thought Claw was the villain. Or is he, like, saved for later? Maybe both. Maybe they're working together. That's cool. I know virtually nothing about Black Panther as it pertains to his own villains and universe. I know... What I know of Black Panther comes from Avengers comics. I, I've only read, like, one uh, run on Black Panther, and the villain in that run was Claw. So I, I don't know who his villains are. Yeah, I don't know anything about Black Panther. No. Like, I knew of him before uh-huh. the movie came out. I was like, oh, Black Panther's coming out. And I was like, oh, yeah, the dude dressed all in black. Yeah. I think he's cool because I like black. Totally. And, uh, His uniform's awesome. But, yeah, I haven't read anything, not even Avengers stuff. Yeah. I probably read something off a of Wiki page. There you go. But I don't know. <laughs> I'm excited to see it. They did an awesome job in Civil War. Totally. And Dude, Michael B. Jordan, man, reuniting with Ryan Coogler, the director of uh, Creed and Fruitvale Sedation. Yeah, uh, Michael B. Jordan's actually pretty cool. Uh, he's amazing awesome. in Creed. and uh, He's fantastic in Chronicle, which I rewatched the other day. And okay, I have beef with you. Yeah, I know. You texted me, like, <laughs> randomly, like, I don't know why you don't like Chronicle. And I was like, that was the most random thing I've ever had texted to me. Cause I, so the last time I watched Chronicle was when you and I were working at the movie theater, when it was in theaters, right? Yeah. I, I always remembered that movie somewhat fondly, like, oh, yeah, that was a good movie. I rewatched it the other day. That movie is fantastic, and you hate it. Uh, I didn't hate hate it, but I, I would say I, I strongly yeah, like disliked it. it. Like it was, 
I don't know. For me, it was just like dumb. I thought the I don't really like what is the the camera style, whatever. Where it's like shaky found footage crap. Found footage. And uh, I didn't like that. They kind of just walk into a cave, <clears throat> get powers, and one of them goes crazy, which is great. So they walk into a cave and get powers, which is awesome because it's like great. We don't have to waste time on this freaking setup and origin and whatever. They just get their powers, and and you're like, oh, how did they get their powers? I don't know. They never tell us. Cool, whatever. Dumb. I love it. I love that. Because you don't waste time going, oh, yeah, this is a ship from this ancient alien species that crashed on Earth in this year, and it was never found for this reason, and, and they, they have a different atmosphere, so that manifests itself with these weird powers for you. Like, I hate that. It sounds like every comic book I've ever read. I hate that exposition. I, dude, I freaking love it when it's just like, hey, this stuff happened, and they don't know why it happens, therefore, you don't know why it happens. You know what I mean? I love that. I kind of like that. What was that, that last movie that kind of did that? Gosh, dang it. Uh, um, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Oh, yeah. Where they leave yeah. a little bit stuffed in the imagination. Like, oh, you don't find out. So, I guess I do kind of like that. I like that. But And then Dane DeHaan's character. I mean, all three of the characters, the main characters in that, are awesome. But Dane DeHaan basically, you know, he's like the social outcast or whatever. And he's kind of just like trying to fit in. And Michael B. Jordan and his cousin are both kind of like being his friends. And, and Michael B. Jordan, first of all, is like freaking the most charismatic role I've ever seen on screen. Like he's so like magnetic and just like energetic on screen, which I just freaking love. But then you see Dane DeHaan just like, or I think Andrew was his name in the, the, the movie. But he just like slowly just like kind of descends into like, you know, he's, he's enjoying it with these guys, but then he just has like all these little moments where he keeps kind of like lashing out. You know, he pushes the guy off the street. and I haven't seen it in a while, so I have no idea what you're talking about. Watch it again, dude. You're reviewing a movie that came out like four years ago. It's so good. Like, it is one of my favorite superhero movies ever. I forgot how freaking good that movie was. I wouldn't say a superhero movie. That's a superhero movie. That is not a superhero movie. You have to be a hero for it to be a superhero movie. This is like Andrew's not the hero, though. The hero hero is Andrew's cousin. I don't think it's a superhero. Not in the traditional sense of superhero. Absolutely not in the traditional traditional sense. But I but I think that's perfect because it's it's you follow Andrew the whole time because he's the one with the camera. But then his cousin ends up being the one who's actually the hero. You know, you're following him inadvertently and it ends up being his origin story because Andrew and um freak, I forgot Michael B. Jordan's character, but both of them are dead, you know? And so like Dude, I rewatched that movie. It's it's solid. It's freaking solid. I don't know. Maybe I might go rewatch Deadpool because I bought it. Yeah, yeah. Did you buy Deadpool? Yeah, I bought it. Yesterday. Have you watched the special features yet? No, I just watched the movie <sighs> last night. Um, before I went to bed, I need to see those damn special features, dude. Yeah, I want to watch those. Um, we should watch them together soon. Um. Okay, and uh, so you obviously know that uh, Michael B. Jordan, as well as director Josh Trank, jumped from Chronicle right on over to Fantastic Four. And then that movie was riddled with problems and issues and studio hands. Oh my gosh, that movie. I still like the first half of that movie. It has a lot of freaking potential. That's why I think that a sequel, um, which is actually the second part of the news about the Fantastic Four, is that Mm -hmm. it's maybe going to be made anyway a lot of people were like who's gonna go see this movie and i was like me me too and i'm like i'll go see it i'll give them one more chance one more chance and if they can't do it in one more chance then they really they got to give it back well yeah because then it's not profitable but uh i mean the 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 best part about this news is that simon kinberg who was the producer that kind of ended up messing with things a little too much and i mean granted i think simon kinberg's a great storyteller he works on star wars rebels works on all the new star wars movies 
as well as a bunch of other things. And he's done a great job in the past. He's got a pretty good track record. I just think it was too late in the game to mess with this movie the way that they did. And so it just ended up bad. But what he said is that uh, the sequel that they're looking to make has a much brighter and funner feel to it. I hope not too fun because I kind of like the dark tone. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think they needed a little bit of, you know, up it up a little bit. Yeah. But I do like the tone. I like the you know the darker blue. Like I kind of like the whole the thing scientific where scientific suits. Yeah, where they were being like held in um, a thing a year. I think that was too long. Well, that so that they skipped a lot. That missing year was most of what they were going to explore in the original film was when they were working for the government and the government's sending them out on these assignments and the thing is a weapon of, you know, war, basically. Like, Yeah, they, they messed with it and kind of made it really dumb. That second half <laughs> yeah. and third act all sucked. Yeah, um, I, the third act was a joke. Doctor Doom was actually a little not Doctor Doomish. Yeah, it might have been a Doom bot. I hope it was. He's so strong. He was blowing people's heads up, like, just by nothing. And I was like, that's not even a cool... Yeah. That's, like, too much for a supervillain. That's way too much. But... Anyway, yeah, so if they... I don't know. Well, because, dude, the cast is so good. It's... it's Yeah. I mean, freaking... My, I think Miles Teller is a great Reed Richards. Kate Morrow was awesome as Sue Storm. Michael B. Jordan, obviously, I just spent, you know, 10 minutes sucking the dude's dick. But, like, he's awesome. I, I freaking love Michael B. Jordan. Plus, you know, I, I think that... Uh, uh, what's his face that played Ben? Um, why can't I remember his name? Tintin. Uh, that kid, whatever his name is, yeah, I like him too. That one skinny dude that everybody's like, oh, he's the thing. He's skinny. Yeah. I, oh, that's the thing. The thing was never big as a human in the comics. He's freaking. Uh, he's a short, like undersized guy, modeled out of Jack Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think the cast is fantastic, and I think there's so much potential there. It would be a fantastic. waste. That's a pretty good word. <laughs> oh, they're fanforstic. Um, I think it'd be a waste. To just throw it away. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, they got the setup. They went through it. I don't know. It's risky because a lot of people are going to be like, oh, that's dumb. I'm not going to go see it. But I feel like there's going to be a lot of people that are like, that will go see it. It depends on how the trailers look as well. We'll determine what some people, you know, yeah. um, decide on what they think the movie's going to be like. And I don't know. It's risky. Very risky. Very. But... <laughs> That's worth a, I think it's worth a go. I, I, I want to see it. That's the main reason I'm saying it. Because I'm like, Same. I want to see, I want to see redemption. Yeah, I want to see this. They have such a great solid foundation, and I just want to see it. Be like, bam. Yeah, because all all the pieces are freaking solid, man. They just they didn't come together right in the first one, but they have the pieces there that they could make a really awesome movie. Um, and I think honestly, like even if it's a box office failure, I'll be glad when it gets made. Yeah. You know, if not, if it fails, then. Oh well, at you least know, they tried. They tried, and they might revert back to Marvel because, or because I mean, yeah, I'm not gonna keep making movies that aren't. And I don't think a reboot, no, for them is gonna ever happen. Yeah, I mean, if they, if they're not successful, they're not successful. I mean, you know, they they proved that with you know Daredevil, with uh, Punisher, with all the other properties that they let go back to Marvel, that it's like, hey, if we can't make money on this character, yeah, we're not gonna keep it. Yeah, I mean, that's I think that's a big risk for them as well. Is that when the movie Huge. comes out. I mean, X-Men, people are trying to boycott it, and it's probably a fantastic movie. Yeah. So if Fantastic Four comes out, uh, Fantastic Four 2, mm-hmm. kind of a weird name, comes out and it's people might boycott it, and that might actually work because they have such a bad taste in everybody's mouth from the first one that yep. they're like, I don't, I don't care to see it. I'll boycott it. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it's risky. It is. It's either very way, risky. they either got to do it or send it back. Yeah. But this is their last chance, basically, because they can't reboot. 
No. So. But that, that's the thing is we'll Fox see. Fox over the last couple of years has proven they will take risks, you know, especially with Deadpool, man. Like that was a pretty low risk. I mean, what, 60 million? Yeah. Oh, oh, exactly. Financially, it wasn't a huge risk, but it was a big risk from the standpoint that they did not think that character had any value. That's because they're dumb and they don't they're know stupid, yeah. the market for uh, superheroes. Yeah. It's huge right now. Marvel has made it so big that you can make whatever you freaking want. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, and speaking of the giant behemoth that is Marvel Studios, uh, Kevin Feige has now confirmed that uh, Marvel still has plans for the Inhumans movie. Uh, he said recently that the only situation right now is that Inhumans is not going to be part of Phase 3 because Phase 3 increased in a very good way since we initially announced. Uh, when and where and how it pops up remains to be seen, but it's characters we love. It, it's a storyline we love. And we just didn't want to cram it into an already quite full phase three. That makes perfect sense to me. Totally. Um, I initially they made it made you believe since it's coming out in between Affinity War movies that it's going to be instrumental in the storyline, which I think is a little bit too much. Yeah, because there is zero um, setup for them. Totally. And they need something big. Yep. For phase four and in humans, I think. Yeah, you know, they, it was pretty popular when they announced. Everybody's all super stoked. They're like, "Well, maybe we can use this as Phase Four. Yep. Um, I'm making all this up. I don't know if it's actually true. <laughs> well, and I but mean, these are my thoughts on it. So it's it's become quite clear now that Marvel, although they've always had a big grand roadmap for where they want to go, they have altered that quite a lot because, you know, you look at how many times Phase Three has changed shapes. Um, you look at where Ant Man went in terms of like how much it altered over its development and when it was initially supposed to be released. And you look at the Infinity War movies, they're getting title changes. You look at the the times that have moved around, you know, now Ant-Man's getting a sequel that pushed everything back. And, you know, Inhumans was originally going to be in between the two Avengers movies. Now it's way past those. Um, you know, Black Panther is getting a movie. Spider-Man is now involved in it. Like, they've altered quite a bit at a lot of these turns. And so... It, it seems like, although they have their big roadmap, they're not afraid to change and alter directions um, and sort of, you know, try and accomplish what they initially set out to accomplish, but also accommodate the stories that they think should be told that are most important. Yeah. I mean, I personally, I don't think that a five-year roadmap to something that big and complicated, you know, it's not everything's going to go according to plan. So. Totally. And I'm sure it makes were... perfect sense. I'm like, I don't know how you would even try to keep that in order and organized how you want it. Totally. And, you know, when you get stuff like Spider-Man, oh, they're definitely going to take that and run with it. It's going to change plans. Everything's yep. going to change. And basically all they know is that it's going to be leading to some big Thanos yeah. um, infinity gauntlet. Thing. Well, and that's the thing is like if you look they at – make up whatever they want. <laughs> yeah. Civil War was completely different than the comic book. So it's like totally. we have no idea where they're going with any of this. No, And that's what I've been saying this whole time, I don't dude. think they do either. Oh yeah, well, I, I mean, I think I think they have some idea at this point as far as Infinity War goes, yeah. or in you know whatever well, it ends still, up being they're called. Like, but... We could they could change it absolutely and make it completely different than the comic books. Oh yeah, and like like because they're I don't know. they're so. still in the writing process. They they haven't finished the script for the first one yet, and so I mean, there's there's tons that could be altered, um, you know, and especially once they get the Captain Marvel uh, director signed on and kind of find the direction for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's you look at like Marvel Phase One for instance. They had no idea where they were going until they got to Avengers, man. Like they were like, uh, I don't know, we're just gonna try stuff. Yeah, you know? if you if you pay attention to a lot, what happens in Phase One mm -hmm. is like it doesn't actually add up the way no. 
they made it seem. No. Because they had Iron Man come in at the end of the Hulk. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, that was like the first time it's ever, ever yeah, happened. Ever crossed over. And um, then it didn't pay off. They like were just... Nothing. That doesn't make any <laughs> sense because they, at the end of Iron Man 2, they tried to recruit Iron Man, but not Tony Stark. And it's like, then why was he recruiting the Hulk? <laughs> why was he involved? Yeah. And then they tried to explain it later. It just didn't make sense. It's like, yeah. Yeah. And then they mix it all together and they're like, well, and then the, right, this is what we're doing. And then the Infinity Gauntlet shows up in Thor. Yeah, stuff like that. Where yeah. they're like, we put too many Easter eggs. We yeah. actually kind of want to use those now because mm-hmm. those are kind of important. Well, and then and then the Tesseract originally wasn't an Infinity Gem. And then they're like, oh no, inside that big cube is a little gem. <laughs> like, I know, dude. <laughs> everything is, especially with Vision... It's just yeah. they're oh, just yeah. making up it as goes, and it it's working. So it is, and that's the great thing is they can pivot. You know, they can they can see an opportunity and go, oh, what if we did this? You know, wait, we have that tesseract. It did this thing. What if we make that the space gem? You know, like they they kind of see these moments. And they go, oh, that's freaking awesome. You know, or Loki had the staff that controlled people and it had a gem in it. And they go, oh, what if we change that gem a little bit and make it the mind gem? Everybody thought it was the mind gem. Let's just make it the mind. Gem. Yeah, totally. And it's got it's instead of that big gem, it's a smaller yellow gem inside the blue gem for no reason. Well, it's because Vision has a yellow gem on it. Exactly. Like, well, oops. <laughs> we could have made that ye- orange or yellow, but yeah, we'll just make it yellow now. I don't know. It's it's very you know like just made up as it goes. You got yeah. that feel, and you know that that's what's happening. Especially if you read comic books and know the comic books, you can mm-hmm. tell this like they're just kind of yeah. going for it, and it's working. So. Yeah. Well, and, and yeah, I mean, because there are so many moments. You know, at the end of Iron Man three, he throws away his suits, and then all of a sudden, Joss Whedon's like, "Well, I need Iron Man." Dude, they did an amazing job of explaining the timeline. I don't know if you noticed in the Civil War, he says stuff like, um, "I threw away all my suits, but I didn't." Like, we had to go clean up Hydra, yeah, which makes sense, because, like, at the beginning of, of Age of Ultron, it's like, why are they all the sudden together after yep. all these big... Because they had to mop up Hydra, yep. and then all of a sudden, he didn't want to stop being Iron Man, yeah. and that's how they got rid of Pepper. It's... They're... I don't know. They did an amazing job. Oh, totally. Because, yeah, he's like, he's like, I threw away my suits, but then, you know, then I made the Iron Legion, and then we had to mop up Hydra, and then Ultron happened, and then, and then, and then, I never stopped. And, yeah, like, it, it was a way good job of explaining it. Yeah, because it didn't, that's the one thing with Ultron, was like, why are they all of a sudden together when they were... Yeah. Because it didn't apart. make sense with the beginning of Iron Man 3. Like, yeah, like, because it was after, after Captain America 2, mm-hmm. when Hydra falls, or shield falls and they find out it's hydra yeah. then they'd have to go straight into cleaning up uh hydra hydra yeah so i'm like oh that makes sense well and what's funny is like joss whedon so after joss whedon saw avenger or iron man 3 he walked out of the theater and somebody like grabbed him for a quick interview and he he just went what the hell am i supposed to do now <laughs> and he like everyone thought that it was like oh haha he's saying that it was a really good movie and he doesn't know how to compare but no he was talking about what do i do with iron man because you just had him throw away all of his suits <laughs> Yeah, because he kind of just hilarious. comes back. Yeah, but they they figured it out it. in Civil War. Totally, Dude, the Russo brothers are incredible at this whole um, superhero movie making oh, thing. Totally, and with them at the helm of you know the Infinity War, yeah, Avengers well, three movies. Dude, I think it's going to be insanely yeah. awesome. Well, again, it's the it's the fact that they have they have four people doing the the creative process on this movie. They've got uh, Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, or yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then the Russo brothers, like that's four people who are all really strong, you know, and Marcus and McFeely have been the writers on Captain America since the first one. And so they've carried over on all of them. They even helped out writing Thor, I think. 
Um, like they've been there for a long time. And so having these four people just basically working with each other to just be like, Hey, you know, we are going to get this done. And instead of Joss Whedon sitting in a room, yelling at a wall, trying to figure out a story, like, I mean, Josh Whedon's Josh, Joss Whedon is still an amazing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh, dude. Rewatching Ultron. Have you seen it after civil war? Yeah, I like it. Yeah, man. It's such a good movie. I like it. It's so good. And um, so I give a lot of credit to him too. But totally, what, it's, whatever it's just they're a lot doing, for one man, person to handle. Yeah, they got a dream team right now, and totally. I think they should stick with that formula with yeah. that team. Well, and because they're so good at it. Totally. Well, and they were the ones that made Civil War happen. Marvel wasn't going to do Civil War until they until the Russo brothers heard about Batman v Superman, went into Kevin Feige's office, and said, "Hey, we have to do this. No matter like this, this is going to be the time that we are going to either look like pussies or we are going to do something amazing." And and so he finally like I guess it took like a week or so of sort of mulling it over, and he finally gave him the green light to do Civil War, and they're like, "Fuck yeah!" Like you know they're doing it. That man, it worked out so well. They, totally. I heard they had the same thing with Giant Man. Yep, they had to talk him into it, and uh, mm-hmm. it, well, it, oh, that was the best part of the movie. Totally, one it, of the <laughs> one of the top like three best moments is Giant Man's like, oh, "No, no, no, no! Mm-hmm. Is that is that what's gonna happen? I think that's what's gonna happen." It happened. Yeah. So so cool. Well, and, and I think I, apparently that, so the, the whole Ant-Man sequence in Civil War was what convinced Marvel to greenlight the sequel for Ant-Man. Really? Because it wasn't, you know, Ant-Man was like fairly successful, but it wasn't like huge or anything. Um, but then apparently the response to Ant-Man in all of their early screenings for Civil War was so positive that they just went, okay, fine, we're going to give him a sequel. He was already going to get a sequel. Mm-mm. Not, not, no, not like, because the, really? the sequel was announced uh, three months ago. They had already started uh, executive screenings and pre-screenings for, like, not, not audience screenings, but studio screenings. Yeah. Um, for Civil War by then, you know, for their rough cuts and stuff like that. And the executives loved it so much and loved Paul Rudd so much in that movie that they went, people are going to freaking love this. We got to capitalize on that and make another sequel. Dude, Paul Rudd, like, all these actors are perfectly cast and... In Civil War, they mm-hmm. all worked. Tom Holland, uh, I was so glad to be proven wrong because I was a yeah. little bit worried and I was like, Me too. I don't know. He did an awesome job. Amazing. T'Challa, uh, Chadwick Boseman. Yep. He did an amazing job. And Paul Rudd, we have already seen him as Ant-Man and he Killed came it. out swinging, dude. It was like, oh. He was in the movie for like 10 minutes. Well, and that's the thing is I guarantee you the the Blu-ray and DVD sales of Ant-Man just went way up. Yeah, I was like, I gotta go see that. Yeah, because tons of people hadn't seen it, didn't yeah. want to see it. My, uh, I was uh, my dad loves Ant-Man. Like he doesn't like any of the Marvel movies. He's like, oh, I don't really care, like uh, Thor, Captain America, whatever. But we watched Ant-Man, and he's like, that was really good. That was funny. Yeah, and he's like, we'd watch. He watched it over and over again, and I was like, told you, Ant-Man's just mm-hmm. like this unexpected hit yeah i think absolutely and i think he's gonna go up he's gonna well, be more popular in the future totally and i i guarantee you ant-man and the wasp does bigger box office numbers than the first ant-man guarantee you well yeah no that's <clears> a <throat> that's that's a no-brainer yeah because yeah now after writing on the, the sort of success of civil war i'm sure he will and i like that they also referenced the thing that happened with him and falcon so people are going wait what happened what happened there you know the people that didn't see ant-man but um yeah, I, I'm excited for that, and I hope they do keep him, you know, further into, like, Phase 4 and stuff. Um, did you see the concept art for Baron Zemo? Yeah, with, the With purple? the mask? Yeah. Um, do you wish he had the mask, or are you glad they didn't use it? So, a lot of people saying he was a weak villain. I, I liked him. I thought he was, I thought he was awesome, because he's uh, very human, and not, like, 
because all the Marvel movies have this giant um, villain that comes in who's pissed off for something, and then they make a suit or they make they you know they they have powers and they come in and they start causing all this huge monument monumental problems for the antagonist. This was just some guy that's like, and he played in so well to the totally. the, the plot. I mean, it's a little weird on how he planned it on how it all it's a little out. convoluted yeah it's a little lex luthery yeah but it's like how does he know after uh anyway kind of ignore that yeah him being behind the scenes as just a guy that lost his family um you know i dig that connects it to age of ultron mm-hmm. and they played so good on all the tragedies and everything yeah. and real life you know situations of consequences of having mm-hmm. a battle and picking up a city is that you're going to kill people, innocent people are going to die, and you can't do anything about it. Yeah. Well, and, and what this I, dude comes back and just yeah messes stuff up. I, 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 I really liked his character, and I like him as an actor. And as you know, for comic book fans, it was a big misdirect because Baron Zemo is, is a head of Hydra yeah. in the comics. Big misdirect. And so it's like, at first you're like, oh, wait, what the? He hates Hydra? What the hell? You know, and then they have the other misdirect of all the Winter Soldiers. You know, of all the all the separate Winter Soldiers, and you think he's going to bring them back. I love that. So good. And then you just come in. Oh, they're they're all dead. What the? F-? You know, like it's so cool. I know it's so different. Like so off, um, what Marvel usually does in their movies, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, big showdown with some random yep. Winter Soldiers, and it's like, because if that would have really happened, it would have been cool. But it'd been like, well, I guess there's more civil, but. Uh, Winter Soldiers, but they kill them all off, and it was like, oh, that's just like some sneaky plot device. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Totally. And I would, I think they're going to be, he's still alive. Yeah. Zemo's still alive. Yep. Uh, spoiler alert. Zemo's still alive. I, I think they're going to have him in his purple mask eventually. I think that'd be cool. I think, well, and it'd be cool if like they brought Red Skull back eventually and have sort of Zemo and Red Skull tie in together somehow. Yeah. Like he somehow takes over for yeah. Hydra and he's like, it's like, all right, this, this seems like, they, like a cool place. <laughs> or like they form a new Hydra or something like that. Yeah. Something to just take down the Avengers. That'd be cool. That'd be so cool. Um, one question that's been floating around, Chase, is why did Tony Stark recruit Spider-Man instead of Daredevil or Jessica Jones or Luke Cage? Because uh, Marvel just got the rights to Spider-Man. <laughs> and they were really happy about it. Very. I and mean, when you think about it, it would have made a lot more sense to, for him to just call up the Defenders and be like, hey, you guys want to help with this? Well, technically, it's only Daredevil. Yeah. And I don't know if he would know anything about um, Jessica Jones. Uh, maybe those so, one random people found out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Daredevil. I think maybe he was doing some scouting, and he's like, "All right, there's this Daredevil guy. Um, he's got his hands full with this Punisher dude. <laughs> I'm just not even gonna worry about that." <laughs> no, but yeah, he's. And, it's like I can have this guy who fights really good, or I can get this guy who shoots a ton of webs. Yeah, I mean, he must. <laughs> he he would have saw it, figured it out. I mean, it doesn't make sense because he yeah. he's killed a kid and that's what started the civil war movie <laughs> so it's like i'm gonna put another kid in danger but you know he told him to stay back and just and the, like, the, the long list of tony stark's really horrible decisions keeps going that's just tony stark for you it's <laughs> true that that one line where he's like stay back and web him up and i was like that's kind of lazy yeah but uh, they had to throw it in there There were a few things like that like you know and i i did like it was some of it was a little less lazy than age of ultron you know or age of ultron they're like Oh, it's a building under construction, ha! <laughs> or you know, oh, whatever. Yeah, that was lazy. Um, 
this was a little less lazy where since Iron Man and his team are sanctioned, they are able to evacuate the airport before Cap and his team even go there, you know, where they, they hear the thing and they go, the airport's getting evacuated and then like Stark, you know, or whatever. That was that was a pretty good way of doing it. That's as good as you're going to get. I didn't even notice. Yeah, exactly. That that happened. That's as good as you're going to get for that type of thing, you know? Because, I mean, in Age of Ultron and also in Batman v Superman, they were really lazy about like, oh, this building happens to be empty. <laughs> like, come on. We can't kill any more civilians. They yeah. don't like that. <laughs> but as long as there's consequences, you know. Totally. Uh, and this, yeah, is, Batman this is a Superman big payoff. had some weird consequence. Yeah. I don't know. It had a bit of a consequence like I, problem. I said this before, but and I know you don't like it, but I think Civil War was everything Batman v Superman should have been. Well, the problem is it was everything Batman v Superman couldn't have been. Yeah, that too. But it's like... Because it, it requires so, so much, much setup. setup. Sorry, I stole your line. Yeah, you're fine. But it's it's, it's totally fine for me. But it's true. I mean, there's they couldn't have made that movie. It wouldn't have made sense in the DC universe because it's like... Hey, here's ten characters you've never heard of in your life, and they're all going to war with each other, and I guess they might have been friends or something, but that wouldn't have made sense because Man of Steel just happened and there were no other superheroes. So really, these people just met and they're already at odds and you know, I mean Yeah. Well, no, just like the flow and like the way everything because yeah. at the beginning of Civil War, it's kind of like a lot of setup. Yeah. And it's it's a little boring, nothing compared to Batman v Superman boring. The pacing, the pacing was a bit better in Civil War. I will say this, A lot though. better the second time, by the way. I will say this, though. The opening scene of Batman v Superman, much more solid than the opening scene in uh, Civil War. With the one exception of the Bruce Wayne has to call his employees to tell them to leave the building that's about to collapse. That's the only exception I'll give, because that opening scene was freaking solid. You mean the Jeep commercial? The Jeep commercial, yeah. I thought yeah, that was cool. I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, they could have picked a better vehicle. Sorry, Jeep. Yeah, they your could have. stupid X tail light thing is ugly as crap. <laughs> Sorry, I had to say that. Yeah, it, I mean it was just a random vehicle sitting on the helipad or whatever. Like that one of the wasn't employees. even created at the time of Man of Steel. Is that right? Yeah, those wasn't. Jeeps didn't come out no. until two years later. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> um, no, but I look. I do agree. I I think overall, Civil War is a better movie than Batman v Superman. Well, I'm just saying with the taking all the characters and i know there's a lot of backstory and build up yeah but i mean technically batman v superman has only two characters yeah which would they have some backstory with superman anyway i don't want to get too into that no you're fine um but yeah i mean it is it is the obvious comparison and it's you know it's the one everyone's talking about it's very clear that this was a better executed movie than batman v superman was but then again they had a lot less pressure and they had a lot more direction of where they're going because once you've been, you know, you've been doing it for eight years now, this whole thing. I mean, it's not automatic, but you at least have a much better idea of how to do this thing than Warner Brothers does where they go, okay, uh, we had one really good trilogy, but that was unrelated. And then we had a bad movie that didn't take off to anywhere. And then we had a pretty decent movie that is trying to go somewhere and now we've got to try and build this universe and we're going to use the same director as that movie. But again, we're tr- just sort of trying this stuff. So we don't know how this goes. Like, you know, I mean, it was just, it's two different things. You know, this is, I mean, this is, I feel like this is the Iron Man two of DC's universe, you know, or the incredible Hulk of DC's universe. Almost. I, I honestly think it gets better from here. I hope so. It's, it's a, it's a rough start, but well, unless once they get everything more established, Hmm. And I don't know. I still don't think Batman v Superman's a bad movie. I, I still enjoy it, and I'm I'm excited for the ultimate cut to come out later this month. But oh uh, yeah, it'll be fun. We should watch that. 
Um, definitely watch it. When's that coming on DVD? <clears throat> I think it's like at Later the end of this time. month. Yeah, I'm getting the one with the rated R version. Yeah, me too. Because that's awesome. Are you getting the Batman statue with it or the Superman statue? What you get a statue? Yeah. Well, I, I guess you can. I don't think you have to. But there's like there's one that I think is like ten or twenty bucks more that has like a statue with it. Ah, uh, I don't know. Are you getting the statue? I might. I might not. Depends on how cool it is. I guess. Uh, uh, <laughs> I probably I probably won't. I like cool uh, packaging. I mm. like the cool case, but yeah. I don't know. I do too. I always go for like those, like the steel books or like the limited. I know it's like ten dollars more, and I'm like, I just wasted money, but whatever. It's freaking cool. Yeah, it was. Well, it's kind of like I mean, I bought Days of Future Past twice because I got we both got the <laughs> Best got Buy edition cut. of Days of Future Cut uh, Past, and then I got the Rogue Cut because <laughs> I'm a sucker. Well, um, I'm just never mind. <laughs> I'm not gonna illegally download it, even though I did. Yeah. I did pay for the movie. I know. Well, you do get the digital download with it though, so you can use Vudu. Can I get the digital download of Rogue Cut instead of regular cut? <laughs> I don't think so, but I have <laughs> I have a digital download of Rogue Cut. I actually I need to I have all the flyers for all my digital codes. I need to import all of them. I don't even know how that works. It's pretty easy actually. It's just an app. Oh really? Yeah. I got down. I want to download my Star Wars because I have a digital copy. Yeah. And I was like, ah, I need to get that. It's just yeah, it's just the Voodoo app. You can pull it up on your browser. You can pull it up on your uh, computer, or whatever, right. or on your phone. We're um, going to turn this podcast into a how-to download your <laughs> digital copy of movies you buy. It's dope, though, because I have, I have the Phase 2 collection and the Phase 1 collection of Marvel. Both of them have digital downloads, so I can get all the, those movies on my phone yeah, at any time. That's cool. Right? Um, okay, so uh, apparently, basically the excuse is that apparently Tony Stark does not own a television and uh, has no idea who the Defenders are. Any of them. Never heard of them. <laughs> <laughs> But apparently he knew how no, to no, he, Spider-Man somehow. He went and checked. Yeah, that's another thing. Is like, how did he know that Peter Parker was Spider-Man? Yeah, none of us knew Peter Parker was Spider-Man. <laughs> Michael Douglas was the only other person that knew Peter Parker was Spider-Man. Or he, well, he he didn't know Peter Parker. He just knew Spider-Man existed. But none of us knew he was existed in any. He existed in any of the previous movies. Yeah, I was like, that's the one biggest problem. I think I was like. You just kind of knew and found him, and it was that easy. Well, and it's just weird that he, because the, the screenwriters talked about it, and they said that he knew about Spider-Man, but he didn't know about the Defenders. Like, he, they, they said he didn't know? Yeah, they said my, he didn't know about Daredevil. My theory was like he went and checked out Daredevil, and he's like, let me go check out this dude. He's like, I think that guy's blind. <laughs> <laughs> That's impressive, but I don't... How do I tell him who to go after? <laughs> Yeah, he's blind. That's Go after the blue one. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> Go after the one with wings. Fuck. Uh, uh. He's in the sky. Like, I don't know. What would you, who'd you think of a winner in a fight? Daredevil yeah. or Hawkeye? Well, the other thing is, too, I mean, I don't think any of the defenders would have sided with Tony. No. You know, so that's, that's, that's probably true. the biggest thing. But then it brings in a question, why the hell didn't Cap call him up, you know? Because um, uh, Falcon knew about Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. And they don't really have That's time true. to go. They're all like on the run. And I guess I mean the goal of it wasn't really to be like, hey, we need to fight all these people. The goal was really to be like, hey, we need to get Bucky. Initially, yeah. So. I mean, they brought Ant Man on. We all know it was just to be in the movie. Yeah. But they did an all right job because you know he already knew Falcon. Falcon went and found him. Yeah. Um, he introduces himself, so there was. A, that's why he knew. Like, yeah. Hi, I'm Scott and Ant Man. It would have been the thing is like it would have been such an easy way to introduce Hawkeye and the Defenders together, have them fight together, and then Hawkeye be like, "All right, I'm gonna go hang out with these guys for a while." That could be. <laughs> I don't know. I, I like, like where it. the Defenders is going. Um, I do too. The transition. Everybody's like, maybe they'll transition to the big screen. I don't think so. Me neither. Because Netflix owns the rights, dude. They don't like, need to. Yeah. Well, yeah, they don't need to. 
they're doing i mean because so first of all the 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 first and foremost netflix has a freaking contract for these characters do you think netflix is just gonna be like oh yeah take our characters that, that's fine just go make a movie with them and we're not gonna make any profits because it's a theatrical release like no if they're gonna make a movie it's gonna be a movie released on netflix like which would be cool but that's what defenders freaking is going to be it's, it's a 12 hour long movie yeah it's yeah like it's a different way to to tell the stories. It's actually, in my opinion, the perfect way to tell oh. these stories yeah. is in this format with no commercial breaks, no, um, you know, a lot of the problems with CW. You got yeah. commercials and cliffhangers and I don't Air know. Air production value as well. Yeah, stuff like that. Um, but Netflix has perfected the way to tell stories in. Um, comic book stories yeah totally and it's, i'm like it's so perfect this is because i've you know i started reading comic books and i watched the movies i'm like that's not the same no and you watch cw's stuff and it's like it's cool but it's not the same yeah and then you watch daredevil and it's like this is what it feels like reading a comic book totally and it's just the perfect adaption yeah because you only get the only really like big cliffhangers you get are at the end of each episode that are going to lead you into the next episode like it's like reading a trade paperback really yeah. is what it is it's i don't know i liked it yeah it's the cw shows way. The CW shows are akin to reading single issues because it's like, you know, you have the ads all throughout the single issue and you really get like this small bite of it and then you have to wait another week until the next one comes out or another month in the case of comics. Um, A month? I couldn't do that. I know, right? It's it's hard. That's why I, I only read trades now. Um, that's, that's all I ever read. Yeah. Well, like, trades, it's the best. Because you can read the whole thing. I can read a whole trade in a couple, like an hour or two or something. Yeah. Because you get the whole story arc, dude. It's and I like, forget, man. A month, if I were to read one trade or one single issue a month, I'd be like, I forget what I read yesterday. Yeah, I can't do it, dude. I'm like, That's what I've been doing. I was trying to keep up on single issues with all the new Star Wars stuff, but eventually I was like, where the, what is going on? And so I just, I've, I've stopped reading it for a while and I'm going to wait until like all the current story arcs finish and then I'm going to read them all at once. And That so. makes sense. That's kind of what I want to do with Arrow and Flash. Yep. I, this is the first time I've watched them as they came out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I like watching them all at the same time. Yeah. That's binging. That's binging is so good because you just you keep up with it a lot better. Yeah. So and that's what I'm going to do with Legends. I think. Um, do it. But uh, anyway, so that's that's a that was a fun little discussion. Um, yeah, I kind of liked it. First of all, I do. I, I have a question for you. For me. For you. Okay. How would you explain the movie Captain America: Civil War to Abraham Lincoln? Like if Abraham Lincoln just popped up in <laughs> this saw room. This. Shoot. I, I'd just be like, he'd be like. What what was your civil war about? <laughs> I'd be like, well, you see, like, um, <laughs> Captain America, he uh, well, he he didn't want to think, do what people told him. Think about all the things you would have to explain to Abraham Lincoln. I know. I'm like, I'm trying. I'm like, hey, how, what's like the most important thing? I was like, well, Captain America and Iron Man. Well, like, even, who is Iron Man? Well, even he, beyond that, dude, you have to explain to him what a freaking movie is. Oh, yeah. You have to explain to him what a comic book is. Shoot. You have to explain to him, really, like, that these are Yeah, because, like, his Civil War isn't a story. It's, like... It's real. It's real life. Yeah. So, it'd be like, this is a... This is... All right, so, he asks, <laughs> and you say, well, this is a story. It's a it's story. Not, you remember, remember, not... remember that theater you were in that one time? Yeah. <laughs> you remember that, right? I mean, it was a pretty big moment in your life. It was the last moment in your life. Okay. I need... That theater. I need you to imagine this. It's a... You're watching it. But it's not forget, really there. Forget about everything you know. Have you this ever seen a photograph? This box can photograph moving pictures, and then you can watch them whenever you want. That's a movie. Don't ask questions. That's it. Our Civil War with superheroes has nothing to do with war. What's a superhero? 
Um, Here, let's 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 play the scene now. I'll be Lincoln. You you explain oh Captain gosh. America: Civil War to Lincoln. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm gonna do this. All right. <clears throat> okay, I just explained to you what a movie was. Right. We're gonna go from there. Okay. So so. All right. Yeah. You know that thing with the movie in the box. You take a picture and it's a moving picture, and you can watch the people move in the picture on the wall. And you sit and watch this in a theater. Uh, in a theater in your own personal house. Do I get shot in the head? He didn't know he was getting shot. Well, no, this is after he died. This is after he's, he just like came back for a second. Well, if he's a ghost, he would have seen everything, right? Well, no, he, he wasn't like, a ghost. Oh, he was him ghost, and like he's watching the movie. Like this is nothing like well, let's, what let's, I remember. Let's pretend he's 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 not a ghost. He was just in the ground, and then like for a second, he just gets brought back. Let's just pretend like we go back in time, like two days before he dies. Okay, fine. I really like those theaters. I'm really looking forward to this show I'm going to see in a couple of days. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If Continue, should... lad. You were telling me about pictures that move. Yeah, so it's a story. None of this is real. Okay. Civil War, in the same way your Civil War happened, but not about slaves or splitting of the country. It's this group of people that have um, strengths and equipment that make them stronger than oh, everybody else. Like cattle and, uh, and, and really strong willpower. Yeah, and magic drink that makes you stronger. Physically stronger? Physically stronger. You're like... Okay. You're like, you don't... I mean, he's ripped, but very strong beyond anything you could ever imagine. I'm actually talking like you're a ghost. I can imagine a lot. <laughs> you can imagine a lot? <laughs> I'm a really big well, guy. Like I don't uh, know if you know this, but I'm very, I'm very large. Yeah, but this dude is... He doesn't look any bigger than you, but he punches you and you go flying to the wall. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that... And then this other guy has an iron suit, so he kind of looks that like... That must be heavy. Yeah, but it has uh, train power. You know, like a train where you put fire in it and it makes it more powerful? Uh, y- yes. Yeah, it's an armored suit, and he fights... Anyway, that sounds like a very large contraption. Yeah, they fight bad guys. What what kind of bad guys? Uh, bad guys that are... They're just mad. They're bad. But then how is it a civil war? Uh, because Captain America... You know America. I, I know of America. You know America. I know America. Uh, if anybody knows America, it's all honest Abe. <laughs> <laughs> I know some captains, but I don't know anybody named Captain America. It's not his name; it's his, his imaginary title, like president. But, but, but he that, that's an elected title. that's an elected title. Yeah, but he kind of just gets it because they thought it would sound cool. This is weird. Just go with it. When when did this happen? Um, when did he get this title? A uh, hundred years after you die. I don't know. What's what's going on in the world that they decide to do this? You're asking too many questions. Oh. We're talking about Civil War. A lot of stuff had happened. Captain America, the government is bad. I'm sorry, but... My government? Not your fault, not your fault. The government I started is bad. You didn't start the government, so just calm down. I said the direction calm for this government. your strange beard down, all right? <laughs> Mr. Chinstrap. Freaking... <laughs> These dudes... Freaking heck, man. All right, all right. Mm. This government is bad. He's all for America. He's a patriot. He wants to see the like world this. thrive. He wants to fight the bad guys. But the government's like, no, we can't do this because you're causing a lot of problems and we're going to send you in when we want you to send you Why in. was he causing problems? Because they picked up a, bil- uh, a city and dropped it. How did they pick up a city? Don't even ask. <laughs> they picked up a city. It was a robot that... A robot is a... F- What's a... A robot? What? What's a, Gosh, what's a, dang, what's a this robot? Is hard. 
I don't know what a robot is. A robot. Robot. If you mix a human and a train together. That's very large. I thought you already said there was one man that, yeah, had, a, that had a train a on his back. He made a suit like made of steel. Like a, like a three-piece suit like I'm wearing right now? He has one of those. And I thought you said it was iron. Isn't he called the Iron Man? You I just get, said steel. Well, he calls himself Iron Man because it just sounds cool. That's disingenuous. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> Your hat's ugly. And <laughs> This is the most difficult time I've ever had to try to explain a gosh dang uh, movie. All right, Abraham Lincoln just disintegrated. You're done. It's over. Oh, thank you. You're relieved. <laughs> this is just hard, man. Like They, they fought... Uh, there's a guy that used to get small and turn into an ant-sized person, got into a giant-sized person. He rips a plane in half. There's a guy climbing around like a what's spider. A plane? What's a ant? What's a what? What's a plane? I thought he disintegrated. Oh, <laughs> go back! Poof, poof! You dead? Poof! Go back to being shot in the head. Oh man, yeah. No, I was thinking about that earlier today. I was like, man, that would be tough. There's so many. There's so many hurdles you have to get over. Yeah, well, just like <laughs> I was just trying to get to the storyline. Like, how do you explain his story? But like why it was different than the, his civil war. Yeah. And you're like, what's a plane? What's a train? What is this guy wearing a train on his back? I'm like, no, it's it's like the the only way I can make it to what you're familiar with is a train. And I'm like a fake human that's powered you know you're like stone. train. <laughs> I know. It's that's the thing. Is I was thinking about internal like, combustion and uh fuel. <laughs> And this is, yeah, it's like, he's, there's no way Abraham Lincoln would ever understand that. It's a good thing he doesn't come back to life now or he'd lose his mind. <laughs> he'd be like, this is, has, uh, this is nothing to do with the actual Civil War. <laughs> I'm so confused. Seriously. Um, all right, we'll get through uh, the rest of our news here and wrap it up. Uh, Gareth Edwards is, uh, has left Godzilla 2. Gareth Edwards, the director of the original Godzilla, well, not the original, but the most recent Godzilla movie in America and also Star Wars Rogue One. He is out of the picture for the sequel of Godzilla. Godzilla was not the best movie. <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool, but uh, I mean, yeah, it could have been better. It's one of those movies you watch once and then if you go try to watch it again, it's like... When are they ever going to do anything besides crush cities and run away? <laughs> it's true. Um, okay, uh, Willem Dafoe's character in Justice League is apparently Atlantean. That's cool. Yeah. Is he do like, you have any ideas? Is he like that guy that found... Um, that found Atlantis? No, that found Arthur. Aquaman. Uh, like his like weird uncle guy. I only uh, read Throne of Atlantis, like the New 52 stuff, and there was some guy that was like... It wasn't. Oh yeah, it wasn't Orm. It was like a found him or something. I don't yeah. know. It was. It was like Orm. Orm. Maybe Orin. Orm. Orm. Ocean Master. No, that's not Ocean Master. Orm is Ocean Master. Oh, then not him. It's some other guy with a weird name like that. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe he's the king of Atlantis. Like maybe he's Aquaman's mom's stepdad. Yeah, like maybe he's Aquaman's <laughs> stepdad. Oh, that'd be interesting. Aquaman's got a stepdad. <laughs> Less creepy than most. (laughs) I swear. He just goes down. I I thought I saw you in a movie sometime, didn't I? I don't go to the surface a lot, but when I do, I go watch the Spider Man movies. (laughs) Okay, and last bit of news here. Uh, Ben Affleck has been added as executive producer on the Justice League movie. What do you think? I don't know. He's getting all this like um, attention for being like the guy that made Batman v Superman cool. 
And he's like, oh, he's a great director. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm like, all excited. But I have no idea if he's actually the one who made Batman cool. Yeah. Or if he's going to make the other movies. But I have all this high hopes, like, yeah, Ben Affleck. Freaking have him do it. But I'm like, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think he's going to be like, because he's like the executive producer. Uh, he's got all this, you know, he made the cool parts of Batman v Superman. Yeah, well, he made, yeah, he made Argo, Gone Baby Gone, The Town, like... Yeah, so I don't know. Like, how was he gonna do it? Like, as Batman, I so I'm like, I'm like, oh, I don't know. He made some really good movies, but like as the character, like, how what is he gonna do to make the character the I don't best know, man. it can be? I, I I think I think just in terms of storytelling potential, I think you get a lot more depth out of Ben Ben Affleck than you do out of Zack Snyder. What about all the godly images? Superman. That's gonna... Zack Snyder. <laughs> yeah. The, that real depth of, of, of hammering the Jesus metaphor into your face a million times in over Gosh. two movies. Hey, did you guys know this guy is kind of like Jesus? <laughs> Have you guys ever heard of Jesus? <laughs> hey, this guy really looks like him a lot. Oh, man. I kind of like the concept, but yeah, it was too much. Where It was but, like, okay, I we get it. They're worried that he's some godlike... Wait, no... Unless they see him falling through space twice in two movies with his arms spread out like Jesus, they're not going to get it. <laughs> they need uh, <laughs> angels singing in the background. And they'll be like, oh, I get it. He's Jesus. He's, I didn't get it the first time. He's like, like Zack Snyder's going into an office with like, you know, the Warner brothers. Both of them are sitting there in the room and he's like. Both the brothers. Yeah, both of the brothers. The brothers Warner. And uh, he's like, look, guys, I just. I just don't think they're going to understand that this guy's Christ-like. I need, like, another 58 Christ metaphors in this thing. Like, come on. I mean, having him fall through space isn't enough with his arms stretched out and talking about how he's the last son of Krypton. It's not, like, it's just not, it's not enough. It's not enough. I need more. More, more, more Jesus. (laughs) Every scene. Every scene. It's, oh, it's ridiculous. What were we talking about? Uh, we were talking about Ben Affleck being executive producer on Justice League, and that's cool. Oh, yeah. I think <laughs> I'm hoping he does a good job because, I don't know, from what I can tell by reading the news, which is, I don't know, yeah, is that he wasn't too happy about the way Batman v Superman turned out. and Yeah, he. I mean, he wasn't stoked with it. More it was that he didn't, he wasn't crazy about the way that it was received. So he didn't, he didn't like that the audience didn't receive it very well. Yeah, but like, did he like the movie personally? I know he he's going to say like, "Oh, I love the movie." Yeah, but like, I'm like, do you really like it? I'm sure he has some issues with it. Like, we'll find out in like ten years. Well, and I think, well, I think when that's be why. Like, yeah, I really didn't like it. I think that's why he and Jeff Johns um, have complete creative control over Batman over that movie. He's got to be doing something right. Like, someone's like, "Okay, we'll listen to you, Ben Affleck." Yeah, there's some reason. I don't know what the reason is, but he's a good filmmaker, man. I mean, that's plain and simple. He's a good filmmaker. Yeah. If he make the Batman movie awesome. Yeah. I'm talking to you, Ben Affleck, right here. <laughs> please, Listen to us, Ben. Please, you've you've done a great job. Maybe maybe one already. day maybe one day we'll interview him on the show. Do it again. Hopefully, hopefully in a few years, maybe we'll get we'll get big enough that we can interview Ben Affleck and be like, hey man, give us the scoop. Give and he'll be like, you know what? You guys might be so cool that I'm going to do that. I'm going to tell you everything you want to know exclusively <laughs> to you and nobody else. Um, all right, Chase. Well, that, uh, that pretty much wraps it up for this week. Uh, let's take some time and remind all the folks out there listening 
to follow us on all your social media outlets and networks and whatever you use at what's our username chase tmbc no oh, that might be cool there you go at that might be cool yeah, one one of the two and what is uh and what is our channel's name on youtube tmbc nope that might be cool. There you go. Oh my! Is they all that might be cool. Every every single network website, whatever you want to find us on, that might be cool. Is our name? I thought it was TMBC. No, I mean the logo shows TMBC because it's an easier thing to fit into a square. That's what I always see. Is the logo? Yeah, the logo's there, but the username's always that might be cool. I, that might be cool. <laughs> Don't be me. By this time, we'll know about it. Search TMBC. It's a, that yeah. might be cool. I mean, if you search TMBC, our videos will probably start popping up. But our channel is just called That Might Be Cool. Uh, all one word. Just like the username on everything. Uh, check out our videos. We got all sorts of cool ones. We got more coming. <laughs> you want to see Jason die 23? 23, I think it was 23 times, 23 yeah. 23 times in a row. It's pretty sweet. I Not in a row. You got two kills. I had two kills. Ah, oh, spoilers. I threw a grenade. And killed him, I think. Oh, no. Both of them were gun kills, yeah. but I almost killed him with a grenade. Yeah, that one. I just watched it, dude. He, he was, was standing on the grenade, blew upside down, and then got back up. He was, Yeah, he was in that explosion, man. Go check it out. This dude's a cheater. He's Superman. Or he's super. He must have been spreading his arms out. <laughs> Zack Snyder must have been directing him. <laughs> man, he got headshot after headshot after headshot. It was ridiculous. It's a, it's a great video. It's super funny. Yeah. Go check it out. It's hilarious. Sure, I think we have fun of Jason. We have nine videos uploaded at this point. I think so. It's a it's it's a it's a growing channel, and I've got like eight more that I need to finish editing to post. But uh, we want to get super popular. Yeah. You can help by watching yeah. our videos. Totally. We just we it's all we're after is fame and money. Um, fame and money, baby. <laughs> yeah. That's as evidenced by all the fame and money we have. Got my mind on my money and my money on my mind. <laughs> so yeah, check all that stuff out. Uh, Chase, give the people some last words. I just did. <laughs> <laughs>